The witch's cackle burns the eye that sees the danger you are in. Sometimes we're wrong, but we want to prove that we are right, so we begin. Watch out, there's a sword and it's coming for your neck. In this battle for salvation, in this battle salvation hello everyone and welcome to episode 29 of the battle for salvation warhammer underworlds podcast i am max bernstein i'm randall slate oh man i just gotta stretch my stretch my legs ah ready to go you ready to pod we are ready to do this and so long man i just feel so so out of out of practice um, but uh, a lot of stuff to talk about today. Um, let's see. So we're going to talk about uh, the roadmap that came out a little while ago. Uh, talk a lot, a little bit about uh, online tournament action, and then what we're going to—the meat of this episode is going to be all the generic cards that are uh, about to come out in the uh, the Mor- Morgox Crushers. Is that his name, mm-hmm. Morgok? Mm-hmm. And then uh, the uh, the the other, the Morwaith Blade Coven is Morwaith, right? Sure. They couldn't have made those. They more, couldn't have made more, those names a little different. It's either Morgwaith or Morgwith. Morgwith yeah. and Morgok. Yeah. Very close. Right. That's not going to get could, confusing I mean, they, for for exactly. the person who's working at the store that you're going to order those from. Yeah. Yeah. Could it could have named it absolutely anything. Yep. There's going to be a lot of sad the little. There's going to be a Over lot of sad front. little kids where they ordered Morgox crushers, and then the guy what? at the store is like, "Here's your Morgox Why do I have the snake lady? Yeah, uh, I didn't want the girl team. I wanted the orcs. And the, I want the girl. They're going to be like, "Well, they shouldn't have made the. They shouldn't have made Just the name sound so, so yeah. So easy. All right. Anyway, uh, Randall, talk to us about this roadmap. Uh, we got this like about a month ago or so, but we didn't think that that was enough to like talk about alone. Um, so we're, we're going to hit it now. So, uh, so, so hit us, Randall. What, what did we, what did we find out? Right. Well, this is something that you see a lot in, I, I, I see this a lot in video games. What they'll do is they'll come out with like a early access video game or something like that. And then they'll say, you know, here's the game. You can buy it for early access if you want. And then here's the roadmap of like what updates for the game are coming out and when. So now we're seeing it in. This game, I don't think they've done this before. The Games Workshop has done a like a roadmap type thing. Um, I don't, I don't recall cool anything see. specific. Yeah. Yeah, and so in in July we had the free solo play adventure, which is something that was a free download, and that's kind of interesting. That? Uh, I I did not play it. Me neither. Uh, I I've kind of forgot it was. I was gonna play it and then I forgot. Um, but it, I looked <laughs> at the the rules and it looks. It looks very similar to the um, the Glass Mad Gargant thing, except it's solo. But like the the enemy, he's a Fomori this time. He has like predetermined actions that he'll take, okay. and you just have to resolve that. He doesn't have any cards, and you don't have any objectives. You just have to you just have to kill him. Just try to kill him. Yeah. And so then, it's um, so it's like Underworld Solitaire. Yes. And his, like, there's different um, scenarios you can pick, and then his predetermined behavior is different based on which 
scenario, and that changes the the victory condition too. So, I mean, that's, I, that's I, pretty I, cool that they did that for free. I don't know. Yeah, I understand. They're doing it for free. They want people to stay engaged with the game, which I get. Um, it's hard to you can't go to a friendly local game store right now and, and play. Really, mm-hmm. I understand that. Um, I I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of there's a lot of outlet with uh, you know Cam Gaming and and Vassal and TTS. I I, I don't know if this is really super necessary plus i think it takes away from the the you know championship style which is kind of like what we talk about um but i mean i I, personally i'm not interested in alternate styles of the game i kind of really like the 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 tournament stuff so and and i think that that's like the uh you know the the main thrust of 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 you know of our podcast so um i'm glad that they have this uh for people who like that kind of thing i don't know if it's for me but um but some other people might really enjoy this yeah, and they they're they're just trying different things. You know, they use these um, box games as sort of testing grounds for different concepts that they have, like this and the Blackstone Fortress. And what the cool thing about it is, when they try out these new things, they make them like either free or they're rules in the White Dwarf, so you, they're not like essential things that you need to buy if you wanna. Right. If you wanna do it, if you wanna participate in that. Um. Which is sweet, so that's fun. Cool. And then August, so to you know, we're recording this. You can pre-order your Today. two new expansions. Yeah. The today's the pre-order day. Morgox Crushers cool. and Morgweeth's Blade Coven, and they put out all the cards on Facebook, which is why we're we have a nice long episode planned. So you can preview all the cards that come in both expansions on the Facebook page. Absolutely. And then we'll be spending most of this episode discussing them, and uh, you'll see them next week regardless. Yep. And then in September, we have... This is interesting. This is a... It's called the Multiplayer Expansion. And it's not clear whether this is, like, a, a box. Now, it, what what is clear is that you're probably going to have to buy this because, you know, there there's all this stuff marked free on this roadmap, and this doesn't say free. So this, we're assuming that this is going to be ha- something that you're going to have to buy, but it's unclear if it's going to be like a box set, like it's going to come with anything other than just the rules, or if it's just going to be like a little booklet, which I've seen before. Um, they did that for like Skirmish in uh, Age of Sigmar. It's just like a little small booklet that um, has all the rules in it. But... um yeah, I mean, it's just it, this. A lot of people like multiplayer. We we've said before that multiplayer is a good way to get people into the game. You know, if they don't know how to play the game, if if it's just like you and your friend playing um, at the store, and then somebody comes along and says, you know, I'd like to try this. It's good to just do a a multiplayer game. So that way, the other person can see what you do on your turn, what the other guy does on his turn, and then he can. Um, you know, make his decision based on that. But the problem with the the multiplayer rules is they were it, they didn't really translate well from like the regular game. And I always thought that like whenever I played a multiplayer game, my deck would be like so yeah. really subpar because like I built it for one versus one, right? And you know now it's like when we have uh, this other person in there, it's kind of difficult to do. So I, I found the same thing them. to be true of of the Glass Mad Gargant as well. That like there were certain things that I had in 
my deck and i think it will, like when that came out i think i was still playing the uh the um the fiends uh I, I just remember a lot of stuff being kind of like useless yeah in that particular situation so um and that's part of the reason why i'm, I'm not super interested in trying you know other versions of the game because i feel like you have to then spend some of your like intellectual capital on trying to figure out how to play in this particular version and i feel like if you do that it kind of like detracts from you know the energy that you could be putting into like you know practicing you know a championship deck so again like i i feel like a lot of the stuff is great i'm glad they have it i know people like want to do this they they like alternate versions of games but i think for like hardcore you know tournament players i don't know if they're really going to touch on this yeah but i think they just want to offer you different so like even on this roadmap we have different ways to play the game you know they're expanding the different ways to play the game they're giving you new expansions for the you know the tournament players and the people who want these expansions they're giving you a solo play and they're giving you an option for multiplayer which i think is nice and i'm i am glad that they're addressing how the multiplayer was kind of janky and didn't really work super well when you when you really broke it down so hopefully this expansion goes over a lot more of those rules and you know yeah, maybe me and you don't like it but i'm sure there's plenty of people around oh, yeah. the world who are oh like, no, no, i'm sure I, there are plenty of people yeah. yeah yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not saying like do, like don't enjoy this of course it's some people find this like you know uh collaborative play or or just multiplayer uh play like very enjoyable um I, again i just feel like it's i don't know i, I for for me as a, as a person who just likes to play tournament play like i just like the one-on-one standard stuff yeah, like I, I don't know if I'm going to touch this stuff, but well, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that I'm. What the one thing I do like about this 100 is that is that GW is giving thought to this game, which is and and more uh, attention to this game. That part I do like. Yeah, and I mean, it also seems like they have co- they completed you know the whole season a while ago. Yeah. So now and and you know it's just now coming out. And then, oh, I'm sure they, they have like season. So they've been finished. developing yeah. this other stuff, you know. In the meantime, that's good. And it did address the whole like you know COVID shutdown <laughs> thing, where like, we have something we can play at home, you know, by ourselves if right. we need to. And I'm sure they had this multiplayer expansion maybe lined up and didn't really uh, plan for. Yeah, that's also totally possible. Yeah. Well, if you love multiplayer, if you did, well, if you didn't like multiplayer, then I've got some uh, good news for you. In October, Hit there's it. free fighter card downloads for multiplayer. Hey, uh, oh. uh, <laughs> free ah! Uh. But yeah, it's funny how they put they put the you know in big capital letters free, and then fighter card downloads, and then in really teeny tiny small print for multiplayer. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm not sure what those will be. I mean, um, maybe just like some existing Age of Sigmar models they're going to throw into maybe. multiplayer. I'm not really sure how that works. Maybe but those will they're, be free. I don't know, maybe they're fighter cards like for the existing models, but they like have different rules when you're playing multiplayer. Oh, that could be. I don't that know. could be. Yeah. I don't know. That might be a thing. Well, that would probably, if it was that dramatic, then it would probably come in the multiplayer expansion. I think this is going to be like some random Age of Sigmar models. Oh, that okay. where you can like play you... these guys now? Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Then we have, in November, we have a free downloadable expansion. And there's not too much information about that. 
but um, it says in the in the article it says November will give you an entirely new way to play, courtesy of a free download right here on the website. This will be a true game changer involving brand new mechanics like player health pools to defend yourself as well as your fighters. Kind of like Magic the Gathering, where right, you have where to... you have a life total. I'm not really sure how right? you're gonna like attack the other person's life total. You know, just shoot, yeah. shoot up into. I'm gonna, I'm gonna shoot Far Strider up into the sky at your face. Right. Yeah. Oh no! I'm taking damage. So I don't really know how that's gonna work, but you know, I kind of is it gonna be like a Yu-Gi-Oh situation where like, uh, you know, like if they kill your monster, you're like, oh, uh, and you like, go into the shadow realm. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, this might just be like a more like fun casual way to play, or just like a switch up of what you normally do, but I, I don't think they're going to implement that into tournaments. I hope not, but I think uh, the game is good it, enough as it is. I don't, I don't think, I think it's to. really actually very great. Yeah. The way that it is. I, I think Alliance tournaments are great because they still are one-on-one -on -one games and, um, and you know, like, you know, having just like the last two seasons be like the thing. I, I mean, like I wouldn't be interested in like a relic format kind of a thing. Personally, it's just too much stuff to think about. Um, but I don't know. I hope they don't want to start put doing stuff like multiplayer. It's just gonna be too confusing, too much stuff to have to have to deal with. Yeah, and then in the December, game is so insular. Yeah. We have oh well, here four. here we go. Let's go. Take a look at this icon. Now I know absolute crap about the lore, but you, Randall, do know. What do you see on this mounted head over here? Well, it's very clear. That I don't know what the hell this is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, here. I don't. I think it's just there like the, you know, it's just it's just a logo. Like this is not. I don't think they're foreshadowing. You don't think anything that this here. is like a mashup of all the different warbands that are coming in? Uh, I mean, maybe. I mean, I feel, I feel like when I look at it, it's sort of. Um, I can see elements of all the different grand alliances. I guess. Like yeah, so I see the, a little skeletony mouth. Yeah, right. the, the antlers, antlers sort of signify order to me. The 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 horns that go up sort of symbolize chaos to me, and then the horns that sort of curve around in front are sort of like destruction, and then the face is sort of like it's like death. death. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think it's just like a fancy logo that they made. I don't I don't know. Oh. Maybe maybe that's either that or that's like a character in the new. That's. Season. I mean, it seems I like a, I, don't know. I mean. Uh, it looks like just like a mashup of a lot of things. I right, wonder if right. it's, I wonder if they're trying to like kind of give us an idea of what the factions might be, but it looks like we're, looks like we're going to get at least one from each of the major factions. So. Yeah. And you know, it's, I, it's I don't kinda, know the lore. I'm, I'm talking out of my butt right here. Like yeah. I have no idea what's going on. It's, it's kind of interesting that, you know, when we see the, the roadmap laid out like this, you're like, man, so season four already. Like we didn't even really, I feel like we got, you know, the, a lot of our season three experience was kind of robbed from us. You know, we would have been, yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been nice been, to see it Frost been six Horn. more tournaments and then like a couple yeah. more conventions that we would have gone it to. Been, yeah, it would have been nice to see Hrothgorn at a you know win a tournament like a big like Grand Clash, which you probably would have done. Yeah, um, it would have been nice to see uh, you know Nurgle totally not win one because that's what I said. Yeah, and and they still haven't. And uh, I don't know why I'm shitting on Nurgle so much. Yeah, they're not that bad. They're just they're just not S tier. Um, 
and uh, let's see. Uh, you know, I, I, even with Morgoth's Crushers and 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 the the Blade Coven, I feel like they're not really going to get their you know moment to shine, um, which is unfortunate, but such is life. Yeah, just scrap the whole year 2020, and we'll see you again just, in yeah. January with season four, and everything will just be right in the world. That, at that point, right? I just want to write like a one-star Yelp review. Once for it goes for once it once the calendar clicks over to 2021, that's when everything is just we're ready to we're we're back in business. <laughs> I feel like I've said that every year since like 2010, and it's oh, yeah. like every year I'm disappointed. Okay, but not this year. No, I'm very optimistic about this year. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. in general, it's going right. to be different this time. Totally, totally. All right, uh, moving on. So that's the roadmap. Um, looks good. I'm glad that they're giving us stuff. They're throwing us bones, and I, I dig that. Um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to season four, of course. Um, yeah. So let's just talk about some of the uh, some of the events that have been going on. Um, there is a uh, straight out of Shade Spire thing going on. It's a webcam clash that's going to be going on on August 29th. Um, I actually signed up for that, so I'm going to try that out. Um, I believe that uh, if you are signed up for that, if you're interested, uh, I forget the guy who's doing it. I think it might be the uh, the Underworld's Deckers guy. Uh, I should have researched that before I mentioned it. Anyway, uh, I am playing in that, apparently. I'm um, looking forward to it. I think uh, I think John Rees is, uh, is uh, streaming it as well, so maybe I'll get one of my games up on there. Um, there's also a Vassal Clash. Uh, the next one uh, will be on uh, September 12th with uh, the cut on uh, September 13th. I've signed up for that one as well. Uh, so if you're playing, I'll see you there or maybe not because there's they have 64 spots. Uh, so that, that's usually four rounds of round robin uh, Swiss and then, uh, and then they cut to the top eight usually if there's enough people. So I'm looking forward to that. And... Um, I also played in a skirmish tournament that came together kind of quickly. Uh, Shuby, who is the the main vassal guy, um, I think his real name is Thomas or something. But anyway, um, but he's but the Shuby, guy. That's what he's we the know. vassal. He's guy. the guy. We know. We know him, right? He's yeah. Shuby. So uh, and he's known as Shuby, like you know, like Sting. Um, right. So it says that on his uh, birth certificate. It does. It says it says Shuby. Yeah. On his birth certificate now, I think he went back and changed it. I don't know. They they have weird laws. Shuby Wooby. Right. And um and so he put together a skirmish tournament, came together really quickly, a bunch of people jumped in, and uh and we had, let's see, it was something in the twenties. Uh let me see if I can find it. I had it up and then my phone went on. Okay, here we go. Uh yeah, we had about twenty people. A, a few people dropped after a couple of rounds. Um, but we had about twenty people and it was fun. It was a lot of really good players on it too. Um, so, uh, I'm just going to regale you of, of what I did just real quick. Um, I took wild hunts because I had just been playing with them lately. Uh, just trying them out, uh, for the first time since we did the episode on them a long time ago. Um, I was enjoying them. I thought for a skirmish, I just want to roll dice and have fun. So I didn't try to like get anything super sneaky in there. Although I did my, my one sneaky card move was that I threw hoarder in there. <laughs> Which was dumb, and I, I, when I was playtesting them a little bit, I played against a lot of small, uh, war, like um, small uh, fighters. So I was playing against uh, guard and um, gits, 
And so I was scoring like a lot of glory. Um, and even I played like one game against the higher, uh, sorry, uh, higher wound total uh, group. And I forget exactly which one it was, but it might've been like Nurgle or something like that. And, um, and I was still scoring a lot. So I thought, hmm, maybe I'll throw in Hoarder um, instead of Keep Chopping because Keep Chopping's better at the beginning of the game and worse at the end. Um, and Hoarder's terrible at the beginning, but worse, but better at the end if you're being successful. And it totally did not work at all. So Hoarder sucked. I think I scored it exactly once all day. Uh, so don't play that card. Um, anyway, so uh, we had seven rounds. Um, I played uh, Shuby because I got the buy in the first round. He was playing Eyes of the Nine. He was playing this um, really interesting deck where you kind of like, Bordemus kind of like hides out. And then you just try to keep him alive. And then you score like a million things off of him being alive. Um, and uh, I, I just got in his face like really quickly. And it was everything was rolling nice. And that was great. Um, so I won that round, um, even though it was a buy. I just wanted to make sure I played a game. Um, then I played uh, Benny Monahan. Monahan? Monahan. Benny. We know Benny. Because he wins every Vassal thing. And he won this one too, by the way, burying the lead. Uh, he went undefeated on the day with his uh, Tony Cursebreakers. Uh, and no matter how many times I tried to kill his little curse breaker guys, they, uh, they dodged or I whiffed and it was very tough and he blew me out. It was like 20 to one or something like that. Really terrible. So Benny got the best of me. I, uh, I then played, uh, Chris, who's this guy that I play, uh, occasionally, uh, he goes under the name, uh, Diablerist and he was playing Rippas and, uh, that was a great game because it was just like. It was just his, you know, wolf riders against my, uh, you know, my wild hunt. And we were just crowding up in the middle, throwing bones at each other. It was amazing. Um, he managed to get a really, really great shot, killing like three of my guys on one attack with like, because all because he like won the third board roll off, uh, sorry, the third round roll off. And he got to make his attack, and, and ugh, those are brutal sometimes when you don't get those rolls. Uh, and he killed, like, my Shiok and my whatever the archer's lady's name is. Uh, got them both down, um, and he ended up winning, but it was a nail-biter. Uh, so I appreciate that game. Uh, and then I played uh, then I played Baden Trotter, who was also playing Wild Hunt, and I kind of got my idea for the Wild Hunt off of him because he had been playing Wild Hunt, and we we've seen each other at a bunch. We've actually been paired up together at a bunch of the uh, the events. Um, so we just played just Wild Hunt at Wild Hunt, and again, same thing as the Chris uh, as the Chris game. We were just like in the middle, throwing bones at each other, but this time the dice went my way, and that's kind of just what happened. Uh, next round, Tommy Conboy. When, when you see Tommy Conboy's name in a tournament setting, that's a problem. Um, thankfully, uh, he decided to play with Condemners. And so that kind of made it a little bit more fair for me. Uh, and, and, and again, the, the, uh, the dice went my way. So, um, so I was able to win that one. Uh, and then round six, uh, our good buddy, Randall, our, Mike Stennett. Our, our old friend. Oh my God. 
every time I play this guy, like, I, I don't know what it is. He just, he gets the dice. He's, he's a good player now. Like he's, he's really come into his own, but he has like this just dice luck. I can't believe mm-hmm. like, I just can't believe it. He was playing, he's playing rats, uh, which is cool. Cause I hadn't played, uh, you know, against any season one war bands yet. Um, and, uh, and yeah, man, he just like, he was making a lot of good moves and the dice went his way. And, and, uh, and Mike, he always gets me. And I don't know if I play downloaded us both. He definitely knows both of our, oh, yeah. our tendencies and how to beat right. both of us. Cause he's Absolutely. done it before. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so, uh, him. oh yeah. Every, I, I think in every, uh, every time he's won a tournament, he's beaten me during the tournament at some point. Yep. Cause he beat me, he beat me when I was playing Godsworn that one time. And then he beat me when I was playing the orcs that one time with Grimwatch, but still. And then uh, he beat me when I was playing Nurgle with Far Striders for the for for the trophy. Yeah, that was a good one. Ugh. Anyway, 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 he got and he got me again because he's because he's good now. So there you go. Um. So there you go. So Mike, good game as always. I'm just mad. And then uh, last game was uh, against the Nurgle, and this was Stuart Jenkins, um, who goes by Brizzy, Brizzy Beast. Uh, played against his Nurgle, and um, it was it was a weird game because uh, for every other game during the whole tournament, I was I was jumping in and like just trying to be a bullet and just trying to hit hit him. But then like he put Nurgle in front of me. I'm like, ooh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to jump in there. They're so tanky and they can hit back really hard. So I decided to to go backwards and play Counter Strikey, um, and, and it worked out. Um, so. Uh, so, so I was able to take that one. So I ended up after seven rounds, I ended up four and three, which I think is pretty good, especially when you consider that the three guys that I lost to were all top eight, um, including the eventual winner, uh, Benny. So congrats, Benny. As always, he plays great game. He's, I've, I don't, I don't think I've, I might've played him like two or three times now. I don't think I've ever seen him make a mistake. Like the guy just, he's, just he's a machine, really expert. He's a machine. Yeah. He's really great. All right. Um, so cool. And, and it was a lot of fun. And if you guys, if you're on Vassal, uh, you know, make sure that you're getting involved with the tournaments out there. Um, if you're not on Vassal or TTS or doing the, the webcams or anything like that, that is really the way to play against really high level talent because you get end up playing people who are interested in this game from around the world. Um, I played, let's see, Shuby is from Sweden. Benny is from the UK. I, Chris, I think, I don't know. He's somewhere in Eastern Europe. Uh, Baden, I don't know. Uh, Tommy's from the UK. Mike is from around here, and Stuart's from the UK. So I ended up playing a bunch of people from a bunch of different countries, um, and that's really great. Uh, the community is 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 getting bigger, and it's getting more international. So uh, get in there; it's really worth it. And um, you know, like like Derek says, you know, mithril sharpens mithril, right? So if you're if if you want to sharpen your skills, you got to play against the best. Um, and, and, and really on Vassal, you can really find that. All right, everyone. So I think we're going to move into our next section where we talk about, um, all the generic cards that are coming out in the next two expansions. Um, a lot of good universals coming up. Uh, so what we did was that we kind of split them up, uh, based on whether we thought they were good, like really good in a lot of decks, um, whether we think that they were not so great, except in particular decks and then just cards we don't think are good. So um, we're going to talk most certainly about all the cards we think are good in a lot of decks. 
And then um, we'll go through a few of the ones that we think are good in particular decks. And um, and then, yeah, then we, uh, we'll give our awards yeah. and then we'll move on. The goal, the goal um, here is to yeah. get you up to speed on the cards that we think you'll be seeing a lot in the next coming games that you play. Right, because even if it's a card that you're not using when your opponent plays it, you want to know yeah. what it does implicitly. Um, right, or if they just play makes... it, you want to know what their their strategy moving forward is, stuff like that. Right, and sometimes cards are a giveaway to the strategy. Like if somebody, you know, you know, if somebody throws away, say, you know, to the end in their opening hand, you know that they have a lot of card draw. Mm-hmm. Right, not that somebody who's playing to the end would throw it away, but I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. Right. So just from a strategy point of view, it is important to know all the cards, not just the ones you want to use. Mm-hmm. All right, so sounds good. Um, Randall really, really, really wanted to read these cards today, and I'm cool with that. Go ahead. So like, wh- what are we getting started with? We're going to get started with the uh, the Morgwaith uh, Blade Coven group? Yes. All right, cool. So I have those are, up. So, yeah, I'm we're ready to go. We're talking about the generic cards that come in Morgwaith's Blade Coven so that you right? know what to look for. And... We yeah. have a absolute barn burner as the first card. It's called Hidden Purpose. Oh my god. And it is a surge objective. You score one. It says surge. Score this immediately after an activation if your warband holds two or more objectives. So it's diet temporary victory. Yep. This is going to get restricted immediately. Is it though? Yeah. You think so? 100%. Of course. If they would, If they would restrict... Temporary victory on the grounds that it's easy mm-hmm. and powerful and a surge. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they do this one? Hmm. Now, uh, I remember we were talking about this before, and I think I made the point like th- this is easy enough that where any warband could do it, and you only get one glory as a surge. Right. Yeah. So and it still has the same thing that temporary victory has score this after an activation. Right. So it's a little tougher t- temporary victory is a little bit tougher for certain warbands because of the size of them, right? Right. Um if you only have 3 fighters then you're you're putting those fighters on those things to score temporary victory it's kind of tough. Yeah. That's understandable. Um I I think that because this is so much easier like, like you're you're saying it's a better card to have not be restricted because it, it it's a it's a it's an avenue for those well, other warbands. You got to think about like why was what what is the reasoning behind temporary victory getting restricted? Is was it because that style of play, the Thorns Grimwatch, yeah. gets um what was really strong and it needed to get taken down a peg, or was just the card itself, the text on the card with no other outside factors was that just too good and they needed to to get rid of it i i think that this is has a higher possibility of becoming ubiquitous by a lot there's there's also a lot of um factions that don't that don't have the you know movement power of say the grimwatch or uh or thorns who can do it you know with cards or whatever um, or just, you know, Varklov doing what he does. Um, I think that there there are more uh, faction-specific move-to-fighter cards, you know, to double-sidestep stuff. Yep. Um, you know, uh, Grimwatch had this with... Uh, what was the one where you can move the, the Crypt Ghouls? Pack Advance. Pack Advance, 
something like that. Yeah. And then, um, and then there was, you know, and then there's of course the Varclod. So those guys had it and there's a lot of options there, but, but as far as this goes, I mean, you can now do this with wild hunt has one of those, you know, Nurgle has one of those. Um, it, it's just, I, I feel like it's so easy. There's a lot of people like charging onto objectives right now using jealous defense. Um, and, and when bold conquest, I, I just see this as being something that a lot of people are going to use. And I really do think it's like one of the stronger cards in the deck. Uh, and, and it is a, it's a surge. It's one, I mean, think of all the surge, you know, single glory cards that have been restricted scrum, uh, you know, even, even going back to like, you know, change of tactics, which took by the way, two activations sometimes, and, and that got restricted. So, um, I, I just, I see this getting restricted right away. And rightfully so. It's powerful. Do you think you'll see this in pretty much every deck you're saying? It's got I the think Nurgle that this on is the artwork. Do you think they'll play it? Probably, right? They have the whole. I don't like, know. Maybe. Two... I mean, think about it. I mean, even even curse breakers have an out here because you can do like focal formation and hidden purpose. And of course, there's that other card we're going to talk about in a minute that gives you like the extra objective if you killed something. So you really only need to be standing on one. Um, I, I just oh, think yeah, that there's yeah. a lot of I think that there's a lot of power here. And there's so, also yeah, the fact that um, you know it's a little bit the, these days it's a little bit harder to score a temporary victory than it was before um, Hrothgorn came out because the destroying the objectives wasn't that big of a that wasn't a, a very popular strategy, but now it is. Yeah, I think it's going to be. Yeah, now, we'll talk about that. In yeah, a minute. but just get holding two. That's that's it. Way that's easier, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other thing is, you could even use this in a deck that wants to kill the objectives because you can stand on it and then score, score this, and then, and then, then it, yeah. in the in the power phase, get rid of it. So, like, okay, it's done what it's going to do for me. I can get rid of it now. And then maybe score scorched earth or whatever it is that you want to do. I, I just I see a lot of play here, so I, I think it's very powerful. I think it works in a lot of decks. And I think that it's going to become, um, I think it's going to become uh, ubiquitous, which is, I think, one of the the bigger reasons why things get restricted. All right. Well, pre-order your Morgwith's Blade Coven so you can use this card immediately <laughs> before it gets restricted. And I, I mean, should we just talk about the Tome of Offering Award right now? No, no, no. We'll get to it. Don't worry. <laughs> but we'll get it later. Okay. Good. What's so the next one? The next one is. Well, I like doing color commentary. This is fun. Yeah. We should do this. We should do this. Can you be a little way. bit more colorful? Like, can you get some? Uh, oh yeah, I'll go. F uh, can you go watch? To the... Watch yeah, me. Okay, okay. Watch me. So watch this me. one is get called ready. "Test of Courage." It's a. I mean, orange, teal, fuchsia, mauve, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That's my, that, so, that's my color commentary. Ha 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 ha. Test of Courage says score this in an end phase if two or more friendly fighters are standing in lethal hexes for two glory. For two glory, yeah. that's pretty darn good, especially if you're a ghost. I'm liking this. I'm li like, the the old ghosties have taken a, a bit of a beating. I got recently. an idea. Let's take the uh, let's take the uh, the one the the, the one warband that I always lose to. By the way, thanks, Stephen. Uh, the the thorns. He mm -hmm. beat me in the league over the weekend. Um, and let's give them something great. Yep. Sure. They weren't scoring enough as it was. Yeah. So now you can, this cut, I mean, it is a, in the end phase. It's not a surge like temporary victory, but I think, you know, for two the, though. Yeah. And this is not a card that you'll see in 
every deck, you're just going to see no. this in cards or in decks that can leverage this. So like Thor's right. and Lady Harrow's Mournflight. But yeah. then it's a monster card, you know, two glory in the oh, yeah. end phase. For doing oh, and like and that. and if you're playing if you're playing thorns, typically you want to pick boards. Unless yes. you're playing against other thorns, you want to pick boards that have lethals all over it. Yep. Just because you, what do you care? Um, so now, what do you really? What do you care? And you're going to be throwing that lethal someplace where it's going to be easier for you to score this. It this this is a really strong card for those two factions. Yeah, and if you are playing one of those factions and you do the uh the the offset molten shard pit deployment and they your, have the your least favorite type of deployment by the way right right so yeah but they get the objectives right if you set the board up that way so you can still uh, you know just stand in the lethals and sort of block right. them out of your board with your you know you can put your chain rasps like you know in the in the lethals score a bunch without having to be on the objectives that are probably going to be on their side of the board so it's pretty cool and it gives yep. a, a nice option if you don't, if you want to, for some reason, not go for the objectives with both of those warbands. You can do this instead. Or and still get two glory. Yeah. Or if you, if your opponent happens to pick a board that has a lot of lethals in it. Yep. You know, then you just you can just go for that. Mm -hmm. So I, I just think that there's a lot of play here, especially, you, you know, you you may even see it in in other decks that you know maybe don't really care about their guys staying alive like uh, rats or um or grimwatch because they'll just come back who cares uh i i, I can oh, yeah, see certain true. situations where this would ha would this be a good card yeah the, too bad this wasn't around when the whole festering hungering skaven build was around because then they would just oh, stand yeah. in the objective get this and then kill themselves somehow and score a bunch of glory <laughs> or whatever yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. this deck is not this card is not that ubiquitous, but in warbands where it's good, it's real. It's gonna good. be strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be strong. All right, so the next one we have coming up is a ploy. It's called Glorious Triumph, oh, and it says God, reaction. Play this after a friendly fighter's attack action that takes an adjacent enemy fighter out of action. Your warband is considered to hold one more objective than it holds. This effect oh, persists God. until that friendly fighter is taken out of action. Or until the start of the next round. All right. So this allows us to score temporary victory while only holding two. Mm -hmm. Right. It yep. allows us to do hidden purpose while only holding one. Yep. Physically. Yep. Right. Su supremacy. Um, only holding two, supremacy like is easier. Uncontested. You only need to be holding one and then keep your opponent off of stuff. Um, that's pretty crazy. Uh, the the one card where I look at this and I'm like, mm, I don't know if that works is dug in. Right, because that's um, the big that's the big one. That's the one you look at. That's the the four yeah. glory one. This is the one I'm looking at. Right. So 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 in dug in it says, uh, well you have it in front of yeah, you. Yeah, dug in you, says dual score this in an end phase if your warband holds three or more objectives and your warband held three or more objectives. At the start of the round. Right. So the question is with if you do Glorious Triumph, so so okay, so that means that you technically have to hold three objectives two rounds in a row. Right. To right? score dug in. This clearly works on the second of those two rounds. You would only have to be holding two the second time around. Yeah. Right? The question is, does it work on the first time around? Because because and, the the, yeah. the the Glorious Triumph card says you hold the objectives or the, the effect persists until the start of the next the, round. Start of the next 
round. Yeah. Now we, I remembered that with quickening greaves, there was a, a dug in thing, but the thing about quickening greaves is that quickening greaves, yeah. right. But quickening greaves actually happens before the board, the board roll off. Right. Right. Quickening so, Greaves says in each round, you can do one of the following things, push this fighter one hex before the roll to determine who has the first activation. Right. So that's already, so when that happens, you're already in the round. Right, the I, I round wonder has, where the, yeah, yeah. I wonder where Glorious Triumph, the, the cutoff actually is. Um, I'm leaning towards it doesn't work uh, for the first round of, of trying to do dug in because I think that it actually expires right before the round starts because it's until the start of the next right, round. So, so once, the, to, once the round starts, it's over. Right. To be clear, so the, I, the situation we're trying to yeah. explain here is let's say you have two people in it's, it's round one and you have first you have two people on... An each, each one is holding an objective, and then you kill one of your opponent's fighters and you play Glorious Triumph, right? So now right. you're technically holding, you, you count as holding three until the start of the next round. So now, does Duggan check, you know, before or after the the effect stops persisting? Exactly. That's what you're trying to say. Um, I, I'm almost guaranteeing you they will FAQ this, but yeah. um, but I'm leaning towards it doesn't work for the first of the two rounds. Because I think that you check it before... It's, it sounds like you check it before the round begins. And you need to be holding them when the round begins. And I think that it, 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 uh, the, the effect actually stops right before that. So I, I, don't, I don't think it works, but again, I, I'm waiting for an, an FAQ. But if right. it does work, it makes Duggan a better card because now you have a way to make sh an easier way to make sure it happens. I mean, it might it might just be better for Duggan anyway because it helps you on the second one. Um, just makes it easier. Yeah, but, and there, uh, there also is yeah. a, an FAQ about Duggan for uh, Grimwatch. It says if I place a Crypt Ghoul on an objective token at the start of the action phase using the Muster ability, does that Crypt Ghoul count as having been on that objective at the start of the round for the purposes of Duggan? And it says no. No, does that because that happens before the board roll? Why would that be different than the quickening greaves thing? It depends on when must muster happens. I guess maybe it, maybe it happens before the uh, the the round begins at all. Uh, well, anyway, I I, I think that this is going to be kind of a thing like the Grimwatch situation where it's actually happening before the round is even kicking off. Right. M Muster says at the start of the action phase, this fighter makes the ghoul call action. Okay. So maybe that's, so, that's probably so after that's that already after the start of the round. Be, yeah. Yeah. That that's already after when this would be done. So I don't think it works, Okay. but uh, we'll see the FAQ. Yeah. Cause if it does work like that, then technically what you'd have to do is you'd only hold two objectives in the first round, kill someone. You're technically holding three. And then in the second round, you'd have to hold. You'd have three. to still be holding them as the round begins. Well, you'd ha you just have to hold any three. Right. But you'd have to be holding three. And what I'm saying is I don't think the glorious triumph counts as being the third one you're standing on when the, the when the second round starts. Okay. And that's, I think where the, where the timing issue is. Yeah. Uh, regardless, this card is nuts. Yeah, and it's really good if you're playing like an objectives warband and you you do you you get to you have to place the board and your opponent gets three of the objectives so you can just hold, you know, the two that are on your side and then try to 100%. kill one of your opponents. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
uh, like Mournflight loves this card, mm -hmm. especially the way that I was playing them. Because I was playing with, I was always playing with two. I always wanted to just have two and have the boards. Um, so this just makes temporary victory easier. It made a lot of the other stuff that I had easier. Um, yeah, cool. Yep. So yeah, that's that's a great card. Um, yep. D do you think it gets restricted, or do you think they'll restrict like uh, hidden, um, I, hidden purpose? I, I can see. I can see it. Okay. I can well, see them restricting. Well, you still have to this. kill someone, which I think is nice because yeah. it's, it's interact. You know, even if yeah, you're you playing an interact. objective deck, it's not like guaranteed. You, you know, it's not like a card where it's just like you play this and you're technically holding one more. Like you do have to kill yeah. someone who's adjacent to you, and, and that is pretty interactive. And your yeah. opponent can play and around it, I guess. On top of that, there are a lot of objective decks that don't really care about killing things. Like they're really just trying to you know, kite around and stand on stuff. So they're not really geared towards killing stuff. So it makes it a little bit difficult. I want to see how it shakes out. Um, I can see them restricting this just because it has a, such a powerful effect. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll see, but I, I, I'm less sure about this than I am about the, than I am about what, what was it called? Hidden, hidden uh, purpose. Okay. Yeah. All right. What's next? So the next one is quick search. That's a ploy. Quick. <laughs> This card. Go ahead. Says, I've already used this. It's amazing. Play this only if your warband holds one or more objectives. Draw up to doing. two power cards. So this is better than Frenzied Search because you don't have to have a card to junk in your hand. Mm -hmm. This is going to get restricted right away. If Frenzied Search is restricted because it's a powerful draw engine, this is an even more powerful draw engine with less restriction. And it's okay. the same net cards. Well, because because with Frenzy Search, you have to th you you're throwing away Frenzied Search and another card, so you're throwing away two to get three for a net of one. Here, you're throwing away Quick Search, just one for two to come back at you for also a net of one. Plus, you don't have to throw away a card you want. Mm -hmm. Well, I think this kind of replaces um, unnatural truce. Yeah, in a lot if of you need, if it, yeah, if you need your draw engine. Right. right. It, well, yeah. If if you're playing that Cursebreaker deck, where you, or or a, a uh, Frothgorn deck, yeah. Um, I think I I don't know if you it, maybe maybe you play all three of them now, but I think just Ugh. just replacing one of them with this is a good. I don't know. Do you need all Frenzy, three? Frenzied Search is restricted, and Unnatural Truce draws your opponent a card. So I'd say you swap one of them out for for one of these. I say search, this right? is the strongest of the three. I yeah. think this has the least amount of stipulations. You're not giving your opponent a card and you're not removing one of your own. So I think that that of the three, the first one you put in is quick search. Yeah. I think um, friends in, until they restrict it. Um, I think that because they will. I think that frenzied search, if you have the restricted slot is the next one. And I think that unnatural truce is the worst of the three. Mm -hmm. Um, and the other thing is that I think that if you're making if you're making your deck at ten power cards, ten ten uh, upgrades, and ten uh, gambits for a total of twenty, I don't know if you need to gum it up with three of these. I think that that's overkill. Yeah. Um. And I played um a a, a, a crushers deck recently um with quick search and frenzied search, and I got down to zero and 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 was able to and score to the end. To the so, end. Yeah, I, okay. I I think that it, I think two any two of these are fine and will get you there. Um, 
Uh, well, I was also playing with the Avatar, so I wanted those to come up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, yeah, the so Avatar you, you is are... rising. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, um, the, yeah, you you had a specific thing you wanted. You had specific upgrades you wanted to draw in. I want to make deck. sure that it's kind of like up. tomes yeah. too. You could use it in tomes yeah, just to make totally sure you tomes. go through your whole deck. Yep. If there are cards that are extremely important to your entire strategy in your in your power deck, yeah. I'm going to tell ones you. Is good. Make sure you mark see my words. Game. This will be restricted. Play it unrestricted as much as you can before they do it. Yep. And when they be- when it becomes restricted, it's still better than Frenzied Search. Okay. So, there you go. All right, we're moving on to upgrades. This upgrades. one is called upgrades. So this one is called Amberbone Mace. Yeah, we know what it does. Actually, well, sorry. Actually, we thought we knew you, what it you might. You, yeah, you it's think actually you do, better. but you don't. Okay, it's so, better than you thought it was going to be. So Amberbone Mace is a one range. It's a it's a uh, attack action upgrade. It's an Amberbone weapon. Yeah. It's a one range, two dice on hammers for two damage, and then it says you can re-roll any number of dice in the attack roll. What and the then hell? It, and then if you take them out of action, you can discard it and gain an extra glory. I don't even know if I would discard it right away. No, you have two to. hammers with you a reroll, to. two damage. It nah, if, come if on. Is, well, it depends on what's on the table. It says if this attack action takes an enemy fighter out of action, discard this card and gain one glory point. You have to. You have to discard. Oh, it, it sounds like you have to. Yeah. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Do the other ones say you can? I think they all. Is say the other the same the ones thing. like conditional? They, they say, all say the same thing. You have to do it. Yeah. Hold on. Let me check that. I'll, I'll check but it right this now. is still awesome. I mean, yeah, you d- know. It, if this attack re-rolling... action takes an enemy fighter out of action, discard this card and gain one glory. I mean, the the rerolls are just, just nuts. well, it's just the fact that it's it's yeah, it's it's a two dice on and hammers, you can... and you can reroll any number. It's not just one. You can so yeah, and you can add damage and you can add dice. Yep, it doesn't say you can't be modified or anything. So yeah, doesn't you can say add dice to it. You can get like a three, four dice reroll everything attack. Jimmy Molini is sitting, listen, if he's listening to this, and he's like, he probably is because we invited him on, uh, and he's sitting there and he's like, this is the greatest thing to ever happen to me because he <laughs> loves his Amberbone gets. And he's like sitting there, he's like, oh, I got to use stupid Amberbone axe. Things so dumb. <laughs> okay. He's like, oh my God, the moose. Well, you oh, know, so- regardless, this is just a great upgrade to put on your little crap guys that don't have a good attack anyway exactly so good and the the you know we have enough amber bone weapons you know i think we have well this is all of them in this one in the next pack so you're gonna have a pretty oh, we got another one yeah. huge amount of uh you're gonna have a wide right. selection of amber bone weapons that you can put in your deck and kill I, people with I your just little love... dangle bros and score a bunch of extra glory yeah. i just love that the first two that we saw the um the the axe and the hammer are easily the two worst ones because the spear, the sword, the, the dagger and, and the mace are all better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, you on? know, they had to make you buy the, the later on expansion. Exactly. I don't know. I get it. Very smart. Yeah. yeah. But, okay. Yeah, we, we all know the best cards are in the last expansion that comes out before. Oh yeah. yeah. Of course. Okay. Always happens. Anyway, the next upgrade is called Hunter's Talisman. And it's and it's an upgrade that is restricted to a hunter, 
And it says, plus one dice to this fighter's attack actions. If the target is a quarry, you can re-roll one attack dice in the attack roll. The plus one just in plus general is amazing. Yeah. Right. The re-roll, if it's quarry, is just icing on the cake. Mm-hmm. If you're Hrothgorn... Yeah. This is, an, this this is, is your a, this is your birthday present. Ridiculous card for yeah. It's like oh, oh you got God. all your cards nerfed here. Have this great, amazing card that gives you plus one dice to all your attacks, your range. That's and probably why attacks. they did it. They're like, oh man, we got Hunter's Talisman coming. Yeah. We gotta we gotta we gotta nerf this guy now. Right, and you could even put this on Thrafnir too. Then he would have. I think he have, he has three dice already, right? So he would have. Four oh no, yeah, but it. is he a hunter? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he is. I'm, okay. I'm positive. All right. And, cool. Cool. Yeah, and then. You know, Hrothgorn makes them into a quarry, so he would get to re-roll his four dice. Oh my good lord! Yeah. So good, the fact that it, yeah, the fact that it's all your attack actions, like your ranged and your melee, is great. Yeah. And then the oh, quarry yeah. thing is kind of whatever. It makes Hroth it, it makes it way way good in in Hrothgorn, but I don't know. I mean. Do you in think other... this gets like restricted again because of the same reason why they had to do like hunter's reflexes? I mean, I think hunter's the reflexes they they did that honestly because of the fact that it blocked so many re- uh, reactions. Yeah, that was yeah. stupid, and just didn't feel it felt stupid. You know, the so whole like reaction him. blocking yeah. thing like is cool sometimes because it's like kind of hard to do, but that was just like I automatically block all your reactions after Everything. you do anything. Yeah. Right. Um, All right, but yeah, I don't know. The, the The question I have is: Do you play this in a deck that contains hunters, but doesn't try to make your opponent into a quarry? You know. Well, um, it's it's an upgrade, so um, you know, like it sticks around. It's not like a one time thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Scathe loves this. Um, oh, for his yeah, for I'm, his, I'm trying to think uh, who else would AOE love attack. it. I think, yeah, I think the. Um, I mean, to a lesser extent, I think Rippus still likes it because on their their main attack they would get the plus one. They wouldn't get it on the wolf attack, but they would get it on the well, first one. You get to one. re-roll if it's a. You'd get to re-roll the wolf attack if it's a quarry. If you're targeting a quarry. Uh yes, that is true because those are separate sentences. Yeah. Um, I, I can see you know uh when you're when you're Grimwatch you know you have that plus one dice card that a lot of people use so this is just another option. Um and uh, yeah, uh, no, I can see this. Um, I think this would also be good with the with the Blade Coven because a, a, a lot of them are are hunters, right? And I don't I don't remember. I don't have the the cards in front of me. Um, well, Blade Coven though, they're 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 hunters. Let me find uh, Warbands. Yeah, I mean, but just I mean, I, I I don't know. Having having plus one dice to this fighter's attack actions restricted to hunter. We'll have to see if that's uh, going to be good enough. There's only one hunter. It's just Kyrie. Yeah. Just the, just the snake lady. Yeah, and she's she has a range attack, yeah. so it works on her. She has a great range attack. Yeah. Um, but there's only one of her, and I don't know why are they not hunters. I don't know. Just okay. make every, just make everyone a hunter for no reason. I mean, just, just yeah, exactly. I mean, they're called the Godsworn Hunt. Yeah. Not like, hunters. What is that? Not hunters. All right. Anyway, what do we got next? Okay, the next one is an upgrade called Kaela's Choking Coil. Sure. And uh you know, you kind of you kind of miss this one on the uh unintentional um 
No, I didn't. I put or, it in. Oh, you did? Okay, anyway. Yeah, so I got it later. A, I got it later. This after, is a after lost that. page. Well, so okay, lost pages. A, it is an upgrade that is restricted to a wizard. Sure. And it gives you an, a, an attack action upgrade. It is a range three. Um, your dice are equal to your wizard level, and it hits on focuses and does one damage. And it says, on a critical hit, this attack action has plus one damage. So it's a little bit like Jared's Spirited Sphere, mm-hmm. um, which is the same thing, except except instead of the uh, the critical hit, you get plus one damage. It just gives you a snare, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as, as Lost Pages go, um, it's not terrible, because Lost Pages are really about scoring them at the end. Um, of the game. I, I can... Yeah, exactly. I can With see this being tome. used in a, if you're playing lost pages. There are some of those lost pages that are completely useless. Right. Um, so this might just be a better choice because at least it does have some, you know, usefulness. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's okay. I think it, I think it's good if you're, if you're playing lost pages. I think that this is a better choice than some of the other ones. Yeah, and I mean, how do you feel about it as just a attack action upgrade? Just an attack action upgrade. Hmm. Uh, you know, there are some wizards that don't have this. Uh, right. There's, uh, the I wouldn't put it on wizard doesn't have a range attack action and, uh, yeah, you could put this on her and then have her be able to shoot. Um, and that would count as a spell attack for, and, and also to. as an upgrade to inspire her. Yes. True. Yes. And then there's also, uh, the, the gets Zarbag. He does not have a ranged attack action either. That's true. Uh, Grashrak doesn't either. I okay. Think. And uh, the uh, what's her name? What's his name? Uh, Carthanen. Carthane. Yeah, the, uh, he doesn't either. Carthane, the, the the wild hunt guy. Mm-hmm. Um. So it, it, you know, this is a, this or you know, Jared's spirited sphere. I think are both good choices if that's something that you really need. But I don't know if you put this on. You know, you don't put it on Vortimus. Because his uh, his inspired version is better already. You don't put it on Stormsire. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you even put it on um, on Fecula because she just her accuracy is so much better when she's inspired. Right, but um, hers stays at one damage. This has the upward damage potential at least. If yeah, on a crit. crit, which might not you know happen even. So yeah, um, yeah. I, if you want to put a little range on a wizard, I guess so. And and if you're playing Lost Pages, I think that this is a well, better choice. Well, what about than if you put ones. it on? What if you put it on Stormsire when you get the extra? Di- no, it wouldn't be worth it at all, would it? No. Yeah, okay. So. Okay. I was you're, gonna you're say when you, his, when you get his innate or not his innate, his extra dice is uh, well of power. Like right? with well of power. Yeah. yeah, but the thing is, like you're already doing two damage on his regular attack. So this. But what is... if you roll more than one crit? Then you do more damage. No, no, no! Come on, that's not how this works. Oh no, that is not how it works. Okay, my bad. I it's, thought it's it was for each crit. No, it's not. It's just if you got. No, it's a crit, not for it's each. If it okay. said for okay. each crit, there might be a little bit more play there, but it doesn't say that. Right, right, right. All right, so that is it for Morgwe's Blade Coven. Now we're circling around back to Morgox Crushes to talk about the best cards in that pack. The first one up is an objective show of force. It's a surge hybrid. It says score this immediately after an activation if three or more. Friendly fighters are in enemy territory, or one or more friendly fighters each have three or more upgrades. So this is pretty great for a lot of groups because there's so many ways to score it. Um, you know, if you're playing any sort of aggressive attacking 
uh, things. So, you know, Wild Hunt, um, you know, Rippas. Fiends, Fiends. Rippas, certainly. I, th- I think Rippas, actually, it's really good with Rippas because you can also do the, you know, uh, the loaded with plunder angle on it and score it that way as well. Yeah. But a lot of, a lot of like, aggro warbands typically, you know, they have their one guy who they want to dump all their upgrades on, you know? Yeah. Like uh, Magor or Rippa himself or... I mean, ghosts. You could just Varklov and score this. In yeah, the first then it, yeah. You can move. score this in like the with ghosts. You can score this in like the first round potentially, and then if if depending you draw on, depending on what on, you do you with can your boards, put it on, yeah. you know, your Briar Queen has three upgrades. Right. Uh, this is a great card. Yeah, I really like this one. And it's it's um, weird. It's a surge that scores when somebody has. It's when one or more fighters each have three or more upgrades. So it can just be one. Yeah, but like it's a it's a surge. So like as soon as you have the opportunity to do it, you just get it. Like if you draw it, like if the round ends, right? The activation round ends, end phase yeah. happens, then you draw this. After the first activation, you can score this. Right. Yeah. And just draw a new card. Yep. Yeah, there haven't been. I haven't seen. I don't think I've seen any like surges that have that care about how Involving many upgrades people upgrades, have. Upgrades. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Or you can just bum rush him, score it that way too. Yeah, but like it's cool Easy. that it's just it's 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 a hybrid that is great for aggro, which right. we, which they needed. They needed more like ag- aggro style warbands needed. Well, other than Hrothgor, needed uh, some help in the game. It's I think. a little too good though, isn't it? Is it too good? I think it's, it's too only good. One. I know. It's super duper easy. It's only one, and and it, it, out- it's only one, and it forces you to commit really hard. Whether it's getting Which, all your guys in the opponent's territory gonna, or putting all your upgrades on one guy. What else do you do with Magor's fiends? What else do you do with Rippa's? Well, you only get one glory. I mean, it's not like you know. What else do you do with the Wild Hunt? I don't know. You're going to do it anyway. I just, I just see that as super easy. Um, and you know, and and also you know, like saying it's like not oh, it's super only easy. one. A lot of a lot of surges are only one, uh, and and not only that, you have two ways to score this. You can score it early when you have a lot of guys bum rushing, or you can score it later when there's uh, when you're when you have glory and you can put upgrades on things. I think that this is super easy to score. I I, I wonder if this will be uh, considered when it comes to uh, restricting. I mean, yeah, I think that all depends on if uh, uh, like sort of an aggro style warband becomes really good in the meta and this card is becoming oppressive where they just get it every time you know but i yep. do i well, do I mean, think we'll, it, for- we'll it forces you to commit it, it it forces you to throw all your guys in their territory or put all your upgrades on one guy um so and, and, and having three in the enemy territory like think about it when you get the shard pit put on you and you're playing fiends like you're not getting all your guys in there and, until round three or something like that yeah, maybe. Yeah, but that's that's a pretty. I don't and know. Then I don't go, that, and then you have that's to not going to happen the, every game. Yeah, so I I don't think it's too easy. I think it's fine. Okay. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, I I see what you're saying, and and of course they might be just attacking back at you. It might be hard to get all three in there alive. Yeah, but the, but then the then the the part that but makes then you it have really the good al- is then you have the other way to do it. Well, the part that makes it really good if they're attacking you back is the fact that. It, you score it immediately as soon as three guys are in their territory. 
So like they don't have that yeah. much time to react to it. They, it's not like in the end phase where they could, you know, push you out or something like that. Right. It's an immediate. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. It just I, I think it is very strong. Yep. Definitely strong. We got to see if it's OP. Don't think it is. But we'll, we'll see. Uh, oh, I don't I don't know if it's OP. I don't think it needs to be banned. But I, I do think that they will probably restrict it. Okay. That's my hot take. I disagree. That's fine. And I think it will. It will. I. I think it will. Mark. 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 Mark, mark our words. Let's you see who's. Bet? You want to dress eventually. Bet what's that? If we're gonna dress bet. What's that? If it doesn't get restricted, well, depending on what happens, someone has to wear a dress for one day. Oh. Uh. Yeah. Okay. Would you dress bet that? Dress bet that show of force will become restricted. Restricted. Ugh. You have to wear a dress to the next tournament. To the next tournament. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Okay, Ooh, anyway, moving that's, on. That's heavy. The next no, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's not how... Oh, you're, not, yeah. you're, su- you're suddenly not so confident Wait, hold anymore. on. Hold on. No, no, hold on. Hold on. If I'm right, though, you have to wear the dress, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're still not so sure about I, that. So huh? either way, that... Either way, a really good picture goes up on the internet. Yeah. All right, whatever. Okay. okay. I'm, 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 you know I'm what? Not, I'll take I'm, the bet. I'm not accepting. I'm not accepting. I'll take it. Ah! Oh, <laughs> I would take that bet. Okay, the next one is called Trading Blows. <laughs> <laughs> what if they're not even trying anymore? Keep it together. Oh you my gotta, god. You gotta keep it together here. They're trading. Look, a good it's, one. It's Blade just... Coven have such a good faction specific one. I can't wait, but go ahead. Okay, so it's called Trading Blows, and it's a surge. <laughs> objective and it says score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action made as a reaction during or immediately after an enemy fighter's attack action okay so it's so, like master stroke but you don't need to but kill you don't anyone. have to kill anything yeah it's actually better um and there are a few war bands where this you is don't need to kill really anyone you don't even better. need to hit the guy you just make your no, attack no, you as a reaction and you score yeah. this surge for one glory so if you're playing fiends, you put this in. Yep. Just it's in there. You're That's like, it. oh Done. shit, I missed with my oh, no, attack. Oh, there hit, it is. Yeah, 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 one glory. Thanks. There. Thanks for attacking finally, me. Finally, that finally that attack is worth something. Um, I actually think that there's a way to play it with the crushes because they do have that, um, that old you know what was that, uh, that my turn. Remember that? Remember yep, that? Yep. One. There's a there's a card we're gonna get to uh in the in the next episode when we talk about it. I forget the name of it, but it's uh it's the same thing. Yeah. But you yeah. gotta you gotta be careful with the timing on this one. It says score this immediately after a friendly fighter's attack action. So they have to do an attack action made as, as a oh, made as a reaction to during right. or immediately after. Yeah. An enemy fighter's attack action. Right. So they attack you. So you can't like and then move and then do back. reaction. Like it has to be after they attack you. It can't be like right. you it has move to be and in do a... a reaction to their attack. So yeah. yeah. So again, like I think Fiends uses this, and I think um, the Crushes use it if they're playing with that card. Right, but you can't use it like if I have the I forgot what it's called the the Thorns card where I react and then I no. attack again. It has to be a reaction yeah, to yeah. the opponent's uh, attack. To action. theirs, right? Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not as good as we thought. <laughs> yeah, and there's right. a there's another card with. Uh, or I think what's her name, Camrys from the other one has like combo or something like that. I don't know. I've, I've, so yeah, this is this is cool combo, if, it, if you're doing uh, com- reaction attacks. Combo's a reaction to your own attack, though, isn't it? Yeah, I thought she had something else that worked with it, but I guess I'm wrong. 
Hmm. I don't see anything. Chemistry. Oh, it's after her attack. Okay, forget it. Okay. It's after her yeah, attack. Yeah, forget action. it. Forget yeah. It. Okay. So yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's just it, it's just after they make an attack action, you make a reaction attack. You just score it. You don't have to hit. Just score it. Nope. Yeah. But you have to have that in your in your kit. It has to come up. So yep. definitely a card that goes in a fiend stack. Mm-hmm. Okay, the next one. All right. The next one is a spell gambit. It's called oh, yes. Blind Hunger. And it says it's a gambit spell. You cast it on one channel. And it says if cast, pick one opponent and randomly determine one power card in their hand. That card is discarded. Ooh, that could be crushing. Yeah. So it's That it, could potato right. somebody's entire round. So from the top, spell gambit is nice for when you're trying to, you know, we're always looking for the, the spell gambits that are kind of the easiest to, to cast. And This is one channel. I mean, yeah, for, for the magical Storm, Storm supremacy Spire, type decks, magical storm type yeah. decks. Uh -huh. um, the, the effect is not like the effect is kind of random or not, 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 not even random, but like it's difficult to get this card to be like super devastating to your opponent, right? Like most of the time you're going to cast this and they're just going to discard a random card that wasn't really important to them or they're going to draw a new card or something like that. Well, with our luck, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, but, but you yeah. can in, leverage in some cases, this in certain situations. You know, you could wait. Like you could say, okay, this is going to be like the last thing I use. Oh, yeah. And then maybe your opponent only. And, right. Yeah. Maybe your opponent only has one card left in their hand. Right. And they got to toss that so you're standing on supremacy. They can't stop you. Exactly. Yeah. So if they Maybe. if they only have one card left or like two cards left, you could get them with this. But like if you just use this when they have five cards in their hand at the start of the round or something like that, it's it's still good because it'll give you you know your 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 storm count or whatever you want to call it for magical <laughs> storm, and then <clears throat> yeah. But you probably they'll probably discard just a, a random card that they weren't even planning on doing anyway. But then I I don't know about that because if you think about it, like when people take their power cards, you know, they're if they don't like their power cards, they discard them at the beginning of the game. And let's say you get this at the beginning of the game, a lot of the cards that that they're going to have, especially at the beginning, you know, are going to be the ones that right. they they wanted. Yeah, but if you, you know, do that, it like at the beginning of the round and they have a full full hand, right, and you do it in the beginning yeah. of the round, then you know, they can just be like, okay, well, I, I discarded that, that card. Let me change my whole plan now or whatever. Let me, let me go with a different plan yeah. now or something like that. Whereas I think you you're underestimating like... how difficult that is to do. Okay. So think about it this way. Let, let's say that, that we're playing a game. I'm playing Storm Sire because clearly we put this in a Storm Sire deck. Um, and, and let's say that you're sitting in the back. I, I know with me, like I, when I pull up my five power cards, I'm like, okay, so now how do I leverage this to the best of my ability? And I'm thinking, okay, like like the other day, I was like, okay, well, let's see, I'm gonna I'm gonna attack in with the with this banshee, then I'm gonna play frenzied, then I'm gonna play frenzied search, then I'm gonna play this, and then I'm gonna play mischievous spirits, and like I'm I'm like I'm thinking like this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna do, this is what I'm gonna do, and that's gonna get me here because these are my cards and you can't stop me, mm -hmm. right? These are my cards, you can't touch these cards. I know what I'm gonna do. Yep. Oops. Wait, Mischievous Spirits is gone. How am I going to do that now? And now, in real time, you have to completely change your strategy. 
how am I going to get out of this round and, and in a respectable way? I, I just see this as being psychologically uh, very devastating in certain cases. Um, and, and let's just say you pick the worst card in the thing. That's one less card they have. And the worst comes to worst, you get your, uh, you know, you get your spell for Magical Storm or Magical Supremacy or Magical whatever it is you're going to do. Not Magical Mastery because that's like impossible. And uh, and Storm Sire inspires. Yeah, and you could even I do this, this on great. your other guys in Storm Sire. You could do this. Real- oh yeah, realistically on it's only it's only one Amos or and, and if you already and have them. yeah, and if you if you already have like one of your uh, you know innates. Right, then just auto cast. Yeah, and the other the other cool thing about this is there's no um, targeting or range restriction, which Nothing. is always preferable in the the magical storm deck, because then you there's can... no conditions on how many. You know, you, normally you're like, okay, I could get magical storm, but then I have to be within three of this guy, and I can't get there. You know, you can cast this from Ottawa, Canada. Right, it would work. You could cast it from Derek Truck Warehouse and. Alberta can't. You know what? Honestly, I'm going to cast. Max is just going to have to randomly discard a card when he's (laughs) making breakfast in the morning. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to I'm going to cast this in my house and then I'm going to call Derek. It's like, dude, you got to discard. Dude, You got to discard. I just I just rolled a focus or a channel. And he's and channel on blind hunger. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Crack open. Yeah, just crack. I imagine. Yeah, you'll be like, okay, okay, bye, Derek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What's next? Okay. The next one is the Amber Bone Sword. Oh my god! And this is a a slapper. It's an so attack good. action upgrade. Amber Bone weapon. We've seen it before. However, this one has three dice on hammers for two damage. No. Uh, and you get a glory though. point. Well, that's a just how yeah. many how many fighters when they inspire. Have three dice have on a, hammers for have two damage. Have a worse attack yeah. profile than this. A lot. Amazing. So good. Yeah, all the more. But that's the reason why. Code. Yeah, that's the reason why people were using Nullstone Sword though for the same reason. Yeah, it's and just Sword super Breaker. Accurate. Yeah. Plus now you get like extra glory, glory. for the yeah. kill. Yeah. Obvious. Yeah, just an so obvious, good. really good card. So good. All right. What's next? Okay, again, Jimmy's like the, Jimmy's yeah, like again, Jimmy. sipping Hennessy, and he's just loving it. He's like, "Oh, this is so good." Go the ahead. next one is called Strength of Terror. Ooh. It says it's an upgrade. It says this fighter is a quarry. This Man. fighter, if this fighter is a quarry, plus one dice to this fighter's range one and range two attack actions. Extra dice, always good. Got to be a quarry instead, but it works on range two attacks also. Right, and we're we're gonna see, you know, coming up that making your, your one of your fighters into a quarry is actually important for Might be some strategies yeah. coming up. But either way, you just give yourself an extra dice only on range two, only on range one and twos. But uh, I love being on the ones and twos. Yeah, so it's kind of like um, it's it, it reminds me a little bit of a uh, survival instincts. Make yourself into a quarry and get a. A bonus. Sure. Plus one dice, though, is pretty good. Um, although being on guard is also really good. I, th- I think that they're both pretty good. I don't know. Which one do you think is the stronger card here? 
Do you get more out of being on guard and not being able to get pushed off of things, or do you get more out of just extra dice? I think you definitely get more out of being being on guard. guard. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, Especially on, like, but now that we have both of these dice defense. Right, but now that we have both of these and we have some some cards that care about the keyword quarry on your own fighters. Right. You may see this one coming up. Let's jump into that, actually. Well, no, we have one more to go through. We got one more. I thought we have one more to go through. It's called Prescient Blow. Oh, Prescient, Prescient Blow. And this this is an attack action upgrade. This is an interesting one. It's an attack action upgrade. It's one range, one sword, one damage, combo. Combo. This attack action's dice characteristic cannot be modified. Reaction Eh. during an attack action that targets this fighter before the attack roll. Make this attack action. So, okay. basically what happens is somebody runs up to you, right, and they attack. Yeah. However, then yeah. you get to interrupt. So, like, they move, but then before they get to roll their dice, you get to do a one-dice attack at them with combo. And whatever else you're going to do off of that. Right. Because so, it doesn't say you can't drive them back or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it, this this card reminds me of Stand and Shoot, right? However, you know, Stand and Shoot, you get just your full-on attack whatever your ranged attack is you know it could be mm-hmm. something strong like uh you know a uh, uh, sky dwarves attack where the attack is actually good but it says specifically on the card that you cannot push the person back so you can't be like it, it's not like they're if you don't kill them with that attack then they're going to hit you you know Right, so at least you have you. a chance of maybe pushing them away, one, as long as they don't have range too. Right, you have a chance of pushing them back, but it, however, it's only a range. It's only a one dice for one damage attack, whereas standard shoot it could be a four dice iron hail attack or something like that. You know. Right. What I did notice, though, which is interesting, is that with the Ripa snarl fangs with the 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 the, the jaws attack, um, it says that the attack cannot be modified. This specifically says the dice characteristic cannot be yeah. modified. So so great strength you would give you an extra plus one here, yes? I guess so, yeah. Any any so. plus damage on your range one and two attacks or whatever would Exactly. It says the dice characteristic can't be modified. So that's just it. it's gonna hit on one sword. That's all you can do. You're gonna catch it. Maybe you catch a crit, maybe you catch a sword one third of the time. Mm-hmm. Um but I think it will make people stop to- stop and think twice. Right, and then let's let's talk about combo for a second because a, a, a lot of people don't yeah. like we don't. It, combo is like kind of a an interesting thing. So little, like uh, you know you would nebulous. think yeah it's a little nebulous. You would think that combo is like let's say you have two attacks that have the keyword combo. Then whenever you attack, you just do both of those. But it doesn't doesn't actually work like that. Um, combo basically means nothing on its own. However, if you have two cards, two two upgrades, uh, one is called Finishing Blow and one is called Inescapable Blow. A lot of blowing going on here, Max. Yay. Um, so I like, mean, what else are you going to do in Beast Grave? I mean, I guess know? so, yeah. You collect glory, and you get blow. blows. You blow That's it. That's it. So, the, yep. the, like, so, say, for example, Finishing Blow says... Blowing for glory. <laughs> that should have been the episode title. Okay. God damn it. Okay, so... <laughs> Finishing blow set is a one is an attack action upgrade one range two dice on hammers for two damage, 
and has a reaction. After this fighter's successful attack action with combo, make this attack action. It must target the same fighter and plus two damage to this attack action when made in this way. So it does stack, but only with particular cards. Not inherently. Yeah. Gotcha. So if, if you have a, a if you do an attack that has the keyword combo, the only thing that you can do after that is one of these two upgrades. Gotcha. That let you react so you wanna, to a combo. So you want to stack it. Yeah. If you can. Now both of these say successful. So Yuck. you have to actually hit with that one dice sword attack in order to do this extra attack. But it could happen. I guess so. I mean, I don't know if it would have been... I don't know if it would have been so bad for them to say, if you have combo, you can then go and do another combo no matter what that other one is mm -hmm. and just keep the dice characteristics low. Like, it has to be successful. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like they didn't do enough with this. Combo seemed really cool when, yeah. I, when I saw it, like, starting to pop up. I'm like, oh, maybe they're going to do some sort of, like, stacking attacks where they're all just, like, little attacks and maybe some of them hit and maybe some of them don't. Eh. I don't know. I feel like they, they kind of, they could have done more with that. I guess. Yeah. And then the, the prescient blow, like the, the fact that it combos is cool. So you can get like a big attack on somebody if they try to attack you, you know, it, let's say you already have finishing blow and then, and prescient blow on the same guy. Yeah. If your dice, then you work. can do, you know, if you hit him with that range, if you hit him with that one dice, then you can do a, two dice on hammers for four damage attack right after that and just kill them while they, but right before they hit you but, when they uh, while they're coming in at you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's very, if your dice cooperate, it's incredibly strong, but so are a lot of things in this game. Yeah. And then the other thing you could do with it is either, you know, you could just play it to when somebody charges you, you can push them back by hitting them. That's kind of unlikely. Yeah. Since it's only it's one dice. Yeah. But, lucky. but it doesn't, they, they could just, you know, shield it or whatever. And you still push them. Or what you can do is you can combo it with something like uh, Duelist Speed, some similar attack like that. Right. Similar right. upgrade, I and mean. Move so away. That as, That's a good combo. Yeah, so like right as you do this attack. Combo. Yeah. Well, no, it's just right as you do this attack, you scoot one away. Right, you would, so, you would scoot away. Right. So, they would, you, would be so you don't range. even have to hit, yeah. Right. That's an actual card combo, not a card yeah, not a, combo. Not a, not a combo keyword. Right, but it would, but yeah, no, I mean, like the, the, the putting those two together would, because I'm trying not to say the word combo, putting those two cards together, pressing blow and duelist speed would get you out of a lot of attacks. Yeah, we'll have to see if that's yeah. good enough. Um, I, we we, did, we do have to do some testing, but it seemed like it, it. It's one of those things where it seems really good on paper, but then right. you play it and you're like, damn, I can just never hit with this one dice. Right, you know. like uh, like like aggressive strategy. Yeah, seemed like it. I think we got some play here. Yep. All right, sounds good. So let's talk about these different play styles. That now that we see all the cards from the Beast Grave season, there seem to be a few play styles that kind of popped out at us, and we just wanted to kind of point those out to you because there are some other cards we didn't talk about. Not because they're not, uh, they're 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 not terrible cards. They just like don't seem great alone. But within these possible playstyles, maybe we could use them. So we're gonna we're gonna m mention a few of these. All right. So uh, we're talking about the quarry thing already. Uh, talk about these two cards: absolute stillness and ahead of the hunt. Well, yeah, the, m making yourself into a quarry seems to be a big theme in this set. 
in the, in this in this uh, expansion round of expansions, there are a lot of things that synergize with that, and nor you know, right. and that's that's interesting because before, you know, we saw making your opponent a quarry, making yourself a hunter, you know, and then attacking quarries. That was the big thing, but now you get you know bonus effects for being a quarry, not only like uh, survival instincts where you just get like an upgrade that makes you into a quarry and you get a benefit, but then also like some objectives now. So you can yeah. actually score glory off of making yourself a quarry. So the first one we have is called Absolute Stillness, which we didn't think was a, a great card, but, you know, or a particularly awesome card that you're going to see all the time. However, this is just a new theme we wanted to talk about. So Absolute Stillness says... Um, Duel score this card in an end phase if a friendly quarry is holding an objective and that fighter has no move or charge tokens. So, yeah. like, you can, and then it has a picture two. of a, uh, yeah, and, and you score two glory, yeah. And it has a picture right. of Kai Ray from Snake Lady, yeah, Snake Lady, who is, you know, is hold, standing on the objective just shooting people. That would be a good way to do that, you know, for like, um, you know, you could do it with the 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 dwarves too. You know, if you play that uh, survival instincts or a card, the one where you get more dice and you just hold, you stand on an objective, just shooting on people, or any of the other ones that yeah. make you a quarry. Yeah. That or if you just happen one. to be going up against the ogre. Yep. Yeah, but yep. it's hard to evaluate these, like because you you, you don't want to put any of these cards in your deck, just assuming that you're going to f- play against Rothgorn. You know. Right. You definitely want to have you, some some ways to enable them. Right. Within and there's the a lot of cards of your deck. But the point is that there's a lot of options for that now. Yeah. And now ways to score off of it. And then we also have ahead of the hunt, which is just you score this in an end phase if you have a quarry. Yeah, somewhere. this one's weird. It's just it just says score this in an end phase if there is at least one surviving friendly quarry. Sure. So just seems kind of easy to do if you're well i guess this is just kind of like the easy reward you get for taking all those cards you that make you into a quarry i guess yeah i i don't think that this that either of these cards are good alone but if you're if you're teching into quarry stuff then yeah maybe maybe you throw these two in yep it's three uh one of them is super easy if you if you have a lot of quarry stuff coming out and um yeah I don't know. I, I I feel like for this to be a real play style, they'd have to throw in a few more objectives for this. But yeah. if you notice in your deck, you're like, oh, I've got a lot of stuff that makes things quarries. Maybe you throw these two in, or or maybe at least ahead of the hunt. Yeah, and there's some tricky ones that care about you being a quarry too. There, there's one called like Go to Ground, which is kind of like the old illusory fighter. You can like mm-hmm. teleport a guy back onto one of your starting hexes if if he's a quarry or you know. But it's a lot worse. Yet they have to not, uh, they have to not have a mover charge token already, and then they get a charge token and then they when they one. do it. Yeah. yeah. But there's it's a like, lot of things like a, that yeah, synergize with your own people being quarries in this expansion. And there are probably some, you know, that came out in previous expansions that we just kind of immediately overlooked because you're like, how are you going to make yourself a quarry? Why would you even do that? Or what's the point of it yeah, anyway? Because you can't that. score off of it, so right. who cares? Yeah. Right. So that is a All right. emerging theme. All right, so maybe there's going to be a little more quarry play, mm-hmm. if you will. Uh, all right, what's next? That damn quarry deck is so strong in the tournaments. Oh, man. my God. they got to really, do right. something about that. Yeah, they gotta, they got to do more. they got to put out some more cards before that can be a thing, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, 
the next one we said was uh, possibly loading up on dual and hybrid objectives. Yep, there's some new ones for that. There's this one called Set the Tempo. That's a dual. It's a dual objective that you get three glory for. It says dual. Score this in an end phase if you have scored two or more dual objective cards and two or more hybrid cards, and you have scored six or more objective cards. So there's that one, right? But that and one's what was three. The other one? you, get, you get three glory in the end phase. That's yeah. three? Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. I mean, if, I, I think that if you're looking at your... And it's in any end phase. That's actually not bad. I think that if you're looking... Oh, this is that's 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 pretty good. That's kind of like... It's a little bit like Superior Tactician if you tech your deck properly. Right. And then the next one is called Meticulous Strategy. Wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. Yeah, we'll get to that. That's good. Especially in certain decks that have like a lot of those cards anyway. Well, yeah, um, and you, like, and you instance, mix it up with some of the uh, surges. The there stuff? are some. There are some no, surge duels, do. like we just saw that one. Yeah. Uh, that's a um, surge hybrid. Who do you think uses this? Well, I think that this this strategy, the the duels and hybrids, we think are best utilized in warbands from Beastgrave that might have some infection right. cards. That that already say that yeah. that already have that are duels and hybrids or um, one of the Dreadfane, right? yeah, yeah, that because Dreadfane has dual and hybrids also, so Mournflight oh, yeah. and Condemners. Ooh, I gotta drop this. I gotta try this in my in my Mournflight deck. Right. Ooh, that's yeah, get, yeah, that, that, because Mourn yeah, because they're also three at the end is yeah, that's, yeah. that's 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 devastating. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Okay. All right, keep going. Well, the next one is just called Meticulous Strategy. This is a objective in, uh, for two, and it says score this in an end phase if you have scored three or more dual objective cards. All right, so if you have three duels in your thing and it's for two, that's not bad. Um, it, the, I don't know, actually, that's kind of... Oh, because it doesn't have the you have to do six total uh, stipulations. So you, you, so you can have three duels and those are the only three. And still score this. Yeah. You have to have scored right. them already in the game. Not right. like in that round or anything. Right. So this yeah. is actually pretty good. I, I think both of these, if, if you if you're looking through your objectives and you notice that there are some duels or there I mean it, it, you can just go for duels. You don't even have to go for hybrids. Mm -hmm. Um and, and you notice that they're they're coming up, then 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 here we go. Yeah, you get a lot of bonus glory. And there were some yep. in Hrothgorn that was there were, I remember I talked about on the Hrothgorn episode. I remember I talked about some card that cared about this too. Sure. I mean, I just it, but the point is that we're seeing these cards pop up now and now we're realizing that you there are ways to tech into these uh strategies. And uh yeah, I think I think the dual hybrid thing is something to actually pay attention to now with these two cards coming out. Yeah, you can it it, it can get you a lot of glory in the the final yeah. end phase. Sure. I like that. And we're and we're always looking for solid end phase scoring cards, and 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 these two are worth a lot. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we 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 said that you know look at look at Wild Hunt because I think they Wild Hunt had some decent ones that were they have a couple decent ones mm -hmm. that are mm -hmm. that you already yep. would want to play that are dual hybrid style cards. And now we just have more of them. We got a lot more in these expansions, and you might be able to rack up some points at the end of the game with something like that. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, let's move on. Another theme on we a saw popping note. up. Really disappointing. 
is the poison thing. Right. So we were, you know, me and you were always saying, like, when we would review the other cards in Beast Grave, we were like, this poison is okay, but I'm waiting to see if they're they're going to tie it all together at some point and make some objective cards that care about poison, right? To, to sort of why. pay you off for using these sort of suboptimal cards with a cool theme, right? Well, some of them are pretty good, actually. And if there were, yeah, but most I mean, of them they're, have they're like not like restrictions and. Right. They're not killer cards, you know, although some of them are. Um, but there's just not enough glory. Uh, you barely to, see to, any of them as it is. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I do see some of them sometimes, like just not but good very unusual. To... I'm like, yeah, every time somebody plays them, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. There's poisons in this game. So uh, it would have been nicer if there was something a little bit bigger than than just this. I mean, they have, you know, the Gambit thing. You know, you get, you score, uh, you know, X for score, doing two uh, magic cards. You do, you know, uh, Magical Storm for four, you know, whatever it is. Like, if they had something like that for poisoning... Yeah, real quick, we I didn't think, read this card think, yet. It says, score this in end phase oh, sorry, if yeah, you have ahead. played two or more poison gambits, and it's only one glory. So if you... End phase it, for one. Like, yeah. it's easy, but is this something you want to, like, tech into? I don't, it's not enough. I don't think it's, it's just, just not enough great, of yeah. a... Yeah, it's not enough of a payoff. Like, if they had, like, a master poisoner and then, like, poisoning mastery where you have, like, an extra two for that, you know, because you got four poisons off during yeah, the game or, like, or something get, like that glory based on how many poisons are on one guy or something like that and you score like four glory with that or some some silly like that i just don't think it's enough yeah to 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 warrant having a play style yeah you already don't see you you already don't see a lot of poisons used in the game currently right like the cards are not good enough to make it in on their own so I, that's sometimes why I was hoping that they were going to have a big payoff for them but it's only a nah. end phase for one silly card right and that's it like there's no more cards coming out for the whole rest of the maybe expansion. maybe there will be in the future well it wasn't on the I roadmap see, i don't see him yet i don't see oh, him yet you mean for poison oh yeah oh, i mean for be. poison yeah it could be yeah. it could be maybe some more will pop up in you know season four or whatever but yeah i don't see anything yet yeah we'll have to see if that's like a whole supported theme because if it's if if we get like one poison card then it's just like whatever you know forget it yeah yeah all right but let's get to the one that looks like it's really going to be like an absolute monster choice for for teching your deck the idea of flipping and destroying objectives now yeah now that was a theme that we saw a lot of in hrothgorn and nurgle but now it's evolved even more yeah, now we're seeing it, really seeing it. Yeah. Okay, so let's, let's talk about that. First of all, we got this card, Feed, feed well, the, the Beast yeah. Grave. B- feed the Beast Grave is the new oh. big boy, right? So Feed oh. the Beast Grave says, it's, a, it's an objective. It says, score this in the end phase if there are no objective tokens on the battlefield. And you get five. Yes. Notice it doesn't say feature tokens. Because if it said right. feature tokens then you would have to actually remove remove all five feature tokens wholesale off the board. Objective tokens is just one side of that. So you can destroy the feature tokens or objective tokens, or you can flip them. Yeah, when you flip it, it becomes a feature, lethal. It's not an objective anymore. It's a lethal, yeah, it's like a lethal token and a feature feature token, but not an objective token anymore. Mm -hmm. So there is play here. Um, And five is a lot. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. tough to do. 
It's the new clay <laughs> in the city card. But I think it's, yeah, I, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. Yeah, I think there's... it's the new, like, or infestation. I think it's the new one of that. Yeah, there are going to be people trying to do this. I, I mm-hmm. guarantee it, you know. Because there's, there's a lot of stuff you can score off of that. Somebody's going to make a crazy Gits deck or something like that. Or or Hrothgorn. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Hrothgorn's, Hrothgorn's already yeah. got stuff. Plus, uh-huh. it absolutely potatoes any sort of objective play. I mean, yeah, if you, if you can do it. I mean, you have to have the mobility. Right. You, you, you not only have to have the mobility to get to the, all the objectives, mm-hmm. and you have to have the like card draw to, to make sure you get all your cards in your hand. Because there's no... no fighter like just innately destroys them you know you have to have the no, cards in your hand no but frothgorn has a lot of that tech already right. and we know frothgorn is fast um frothgorn has stuff that it can score off of destroying stuff they have uh, faction specific stuff that flips stuff um what uh doesn't doesn't bushwhacker have one that does that with more traps so yeah, his flips uh, over I, yeah I, I think that this is like a new frothgorn Thing. And I think this is part of the reason why they're like, we have to take some of these cards out of the game and restrict this guy because there's a lot of stuff coming up that's just going to be so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the the weird thing is if you end up playing against somebody who also has this in their deck and is also trying to do this, they're both, gonna both just going to get five <laughs> glory or whatever. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. So, so it's a wash. Okay. Uh, what else do we have come out? Though, draw I don't know. This? Who knows? We also have Master of Hazards. Um, which is a surge score immediately if you flip a second or subsequent feature yeah, token this in this phase. Awesome. It's good if you can do it's it. It's a yeah. surge. It's a surge objective that cares about destroying the ob- flipping or destroying the objectives. Flipping it, yeah. Oh, this one is specifically no, flip. Specifically flip. Yeah. Yes. That's so if you're teching into it, I think you use this. Obviously, you don't use it in any other case. Yeah. So destroying wouldn't count for this. No. It would have to be the bushwhack a flip or the invert terrain. Right. Something like that. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Right. And there's also uh, that there's spell also... that flips them all, right? Isn't there a spell that flips all of the tokens if you get it? It's like. Yeah, two, mass two upheaval, but you're or... not going to. Yeah, you're obviously not going to do it with Rothcorn because yeah. you can't do that. But um, what else? Um Change there's, like an obje- there's like an object. There's like an there's like an an upgrade whose name I don't remember. But if you like run through a or land on an objective, it flips it. Oh, that's um. God, it has a weird name. Yeah. It, regardless, the tech is there. I think that yeah, this is a way to do it, especially if you, you you'll find it. But the but the point is is that yeah, like, snares, when you're lethal doing snares. lethal snares when you're doing uh Hrothgorn though, like Hrothgorn kind of already wants to do this. And he's also probably doing to the end. So these cards to get this happen, to get this to happen, are likely going to show up. So mm-hmm. I think that there's there's the tech there for flipping cards. There was one more. Yeah, uh, one more. We, it's called Change of Fortunes. Change it's of a fortunes. surge that? objective. And it says, score this immediately when a feature token is flipped in a hex that contains a friendly fighter. <clears throat> I mean. So this is good with Bushwhacker because that his card... Well, actually, his yeah, his card is a flip, right. and um, if you have the lethal snares, then you know as soon as you move on to the objective or get pushed onto the objective, then you just do it and then you score this. Right. So again, this is so something. Yeah, now if, we if, have two surges in in generic that care about flipping or destroying the objectives 
including the one that Hrothgorn has. He has a, a cert, the Arm of the Everwinter. That's a destroy. That's a destroy. Uh, score immediately. But it's all in there. Yeah. So, so And then plus on top of that, sometimes team. you're going to be going up against an objective warband and you're just going to kill him. So I, I, I think that this is a very strong choice, especially if you have like a lot of good, you know, like accessory tech around it to just keep you alive and keep you, you know... Um, you know, moving. Um, I, I can see this as being uh, something that some people might want to actually try to tech into and try to build. Um, a hundred percent. I think you'll oh, see yeah. this a lot. Yeah. And we didn't feel like putting these on like the the best cards of the set because it's a very like niche strategy. You know, it's right. not going to go and you 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 you're not going to play this card unless you're specifically going for that strategy. But it is a strategy that we think you'll see moving forward. Yes. I think Hrothgorn so is still going to be, despite all the nerfs and restrictions he got, opening up this whole <clears> new <throat> avenue, or just not even opening up a new avenue, it's like just really slamming this new avenue of play where you destroy right. and flip the objectives is going to make, and he's the one who can do it like the best, so. Right, but he would have been a raging monster if they did, if you could and do he already kind of was, yeah, if he could do it but all, if he could yeah. do all of this, yeah, exactly, yeah. they had to do it. All right. Um, the last possible move here. Um, we now have all the uh, the Avatar. The cards. Avatar. It's the Avatar. Which, by the way, oh my God! I, I tried this the other day with um, with the the crushes. I actually put a to the end Avatar crushes deck together just for funsies, and it was funsy. It was really great. Um, I put uh, you, I put you all the Avatar, the Avatar stuff. Yeah, it was great. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah, two times. The two games that I won. The the one where I didn't win, uh, my my opponent uh, just had Kirill. He was great great opponent. Uh, he lives in Russia actually, and uh, he was playing the uh, the Blade Coven. Mm -hmm. And in the in the the games where the dice was like normal on both sides, I still was able to get these out and just kind of crush. The one game where he destroyed me, he was critting on absolutely everything, and he and he won. My guys were dead pretty quickly actually. Um, the interesting thing about the crushers is that they only have that one defense die. Uh, yeah, they do. They're, they're kind of like uh, fiends a little bit. It's like, yeah, they do a lot yeah. of damage, but they can get punched pretty hard. They if can the, get punched pretty hard yeah. if, you, if you're unlucky. Yeah, um, it, it's actually a weakness, but but we'll talk about that in our next yeah. episode. So um, the thing but yeah, that we no, got, though, the, we, well, the, the thing that we got was a, an objective called the Avatar Risen, and it says score this yes. in an end phase if a surviving friendly fighter has the Avatar of the Urgrub upgrade, which just to remind you is if you assemble all the the pieces of um the 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 the, the Urgrub, then you get the special card, the Avatar of the Urgrub upgrade, which is. Not much different. I think the only difference between the avatar of the Urgrub and then the individual Urgrub, Urgrub things is that the avatar you can attack from range one or two and get the plus one, whereas Sting of the Urgrub, it has to be adjacent. Yeah, yeah. Or it has to be range yeah. one. Yep. I think it's range one. So, so the, the only, so you still get the ensnare and you still get the healing when you hit something. Yep. Um, so those are basically the same. Uh, for oh, we those got the of final who... piece of the... Ur I'm sorry, we got the final upgrade piece of right, the, the claws in the claws we have in minerals, the Morgox right. Crushes expansion. Yeah, sorry. Right, go, go which is the... Uh, and that's the uh, that's the ensnare that's one. That's the right? range one attack actions have ensnare. Right, which is yeah. pretty good, actually. Um, anyway, so range one attack. Uh, 
Wait, is the avatar? The avatar uh, range... says range one and two have plus and one damage two. and ensnare. And ensnare. So, so it actually it it increases your range. So, <laughs> and you get the you get to heal if you do a range one or two. Yeah. Attack. Hey, hey, do we put that on Malog? I feel well, like we, we were talking about beast. this. The the the, the Malog because his attack is range two. Yeah, it the, wouldn't like do the anything. The sting of the Urgrub doesn't do anything except when it uses it on his scything attack. Until right. he's uh, until you get until you actually become the avatar. I, just, I mean, just Malog as the avatar, just like Voltron. Yeah, I mean, does it's he really? Like, does he even need that? Like, does he need that? And he just like. I think the healing really helps, and the and the, and ensnare. the, uh, the ensnare would really help. Okay, all right. I don't think. Yeah. I like it on. I like it on. Uh, what you did the, the I, th- I think on the right? crushers is good yeah because you can honestly put that in any of the three guys and and they become a beast yeah i mean like they're if, already like dies, like, you put it on one of the other guys and he becomes actually yeah no i put it on young thug i put it on young thug okay. because uh he was the last guy that was alive yeah and then when 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 i got it on young thug which i'm going to call him now he's young thug mm-hmm. um but when i when i when i got it on him um yeah he was just impossible at that point um, so it, it actually kind of won the game for me. Plus, I got the plus three at the end because I had the avatar uh, risen. So um, I liked it. It was yeah. fun. It was really fun. And in order to do that, you took a lot of the draw cards, including that new one. You had to the end. And to the end, yeah. Yeah. So you were. You got to make were, sure they come you were, Your your theme was deck milling and the avatar, avatar. which which are now I mean, in in the last two upgrade packs this this one and the nurgle ogre one is a right. new play pattern that can be exactly. explored now and then just you know just good old-fashioned face punching which was really right. great with them well you have to get the glory yeah. to put the avatar upgrades out so you have to punch people. yeah yeah and and i was finding i was using and we'll talk about this in the next week uh in the next episode rather and um uh, a lot of those like wog counter you know additions are really helpful as well mm-hmm. Yeah, for for moving into place and punching. Exactly. Oh man, it was so fun. So some cool new, like in addition to some really strong cards that you'll see in a lot of decks, we do also have some new play styles that you can explore in this expansion, which I think is really cool, to be honest. I think that there should be. It makes yeah. the game a lot more interesting. Well, you don't always get that, you know. You don't always get like new, totally new avenues to play like in in season two it was like oh these guys have magic but they do magic in like kind of a different way and it's like not as good as curse breakers now you have like actual legit like yeah play styles you can hunting quarrying deck milling and this is beyond just like the the standard aggro flex control <clears throat> um, you know, uh, uh, objective. Right, there, right. There's so many flavors. Yeah, of these there's now. no more like flex. Like I'm, I'm a flex deck now. It's like, oh, I do this specific I'm thing. I'm a flex. Yeah, with, I, I you know, flip like, the car, yeah. uh, the objectives now, or I do the avatar thing now, and yeah. I'm, I'm a flex with like I'm, I'm looking. For, I have a lot of dual, uh, yeah. you know, things. Yeah, there's, there's a more, lot of there's refined, a lot of choices now. More refined strategy. Right. So that's kind of cool. Um, so what's the, uh, what do you think? Uh, most unintentionally sexual card name? I, I, I got, uh, <laughs> I like, I, I like I Kayla's got, choking coil. I like Kayla's choking coil. Yeah. It's pretty good. And I don't know who Kila is, but I want her number. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> Mistress Kila. I thought, good, I, yeah. <laughs> I know. 
I thought closing jaws. Her is number's good in one. the uh, on the bathroom at the strip club. If you go to the men's exactly. room, the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> um, I thought closing jaws was pretty good. Um, not a great card, but definitely closing jaws. Very good. Yeah, uh, that's on. not. Uh, you don't want that. Um, well, another one you might not want unless you're into that kind of thing is victimized. Victimized. Well, if you're if you're calling up Mistress Kayla to get some choking uh, some coil, people, then, hey, yeah. some people like it. Yeah, some you know to each their own. I I, I think we got to give it to Trading Blows. It's just too good. Right. And also, I like how like I it's like kind of like the high school, like your high school prom party or whatever. Trading Blows. Sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oops. All right. So 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 yeah, it's okay. Well, I mean. We we learned a lot about you today, Randall. Right. Um, no, as far not, as no, that's just what I heard. You know, it's not. Of, of course. Of yeah. course. Um, okay. Uh, the the Tome of Offering Award we give one for each expansion, and this is like the universal card that you buy the expansion to get because Tome of Offerings was in the Godsworn Hunt, and it's like the only reason why you would buy a Godsworn Hunt unless you like painting. Um, all right. So uh, so now with the Blade Coven. There's a lot of good cards in the Blade Coven, so I don't know. Who do you want to give it to? I I, I have a Hidden Purpose, Glorious Triumph, Quick Search, Amberbone Mace. What do you think? Which one is Hidden Purpose again? That's the that's Hidden Purpose is the uh, is the diet. Uh, diet oh yeah, te- yeah, yeah, probably that victory. one. Yeah, you like that one? Yeah, that. Well, See, I mean, that's the one that I think you'd buy the expand if you had to buy it for one card. You want that one. Yeah, I think that that has a lot of. I, I just I know it's going to get restricted. I just know it's going to get restricted. Um, but I think you still have to get it because you know Tome of Offerings also got restricted, and so did Temporary Victory, yeah. which is the reason why you got the uh, the uh, the. I mean, you got Grimwatch because they're OP at the time, but um, you'd also get them to get the Temporary Victory. Yeah, you're getting um, you're getting Hidden Purpose and the Amberbone Mace. Amberbone Mace is so yeah. good. I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess hidden purpose, but it's gonna, it's gonna get restricted. Out of these, I and, and quick search is so good. It's gonna get restricted. Uh, Amberbone Mace might be the only one out of the four that's not gonna get restricted. Glorious Triumph, I don't know. But uh, well, yeah, let's we'll go with hidden purpose. See, yeah. Hidden purpose is the best one, right? You yes. Use it in anything. It's good. It's like uh, it's like Gatorade. It goes with anything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Tome of Offering Award is a little tougher for the orcs. I, I have two choices here that I think are good. Um, I have Amberbone Sword, but also Show of Force, because we were talking about that one before. That's the the one where you get three of your guys in the opponent's territory, or one of your guys has three upgrades. I, I just yeah. think that Show of Force, because it has the two options that work good at the beginning of the game and the, at the end of the game as well, uh, and and it's a it's a surge for one. I, I'm going to give it to show of force. I I think. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I okay. think that the type of person who would buy the Morgox crushes probably you know, play it, is, it, Well, yeah. it, well, you 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 favor an aggressive <laughs> play style, you know. And sure, show of force is just the perfect card for that play style. Yeah. And I think with the orcs, I think you actually could put it in the orcs. Uh, definitely, because you're, you know, the three of them are very tanky. Yeah. And, uh, they're not and super fast, you, but... And then you score it with... Well, uh, yeah, they're not super fast, been... but you have the wah counters that can push. Right. <clears throat> oh, and, yeah, that's true. You can yeah. bar clap with them. And yep. you want to put the, uh, the, the, all the adornments of the avatar on one guy. I, I totally want to do that. Yeah, I'm yeah. in. 
absolutely put that on, uh, your dude and oh Sports yeah Star. i should throw that in there that's a good one that's it that's the one i'm gonna put oh in you there. didn't have that in your deck when you played no i didn't uh, no i'm gonna have it next i'm gonna have it when we do that episode the hell okay cool um let's go to the paradox armor award this goes to the shittiest card in the two decks and the two uh, expansions um these are the ones that i have uh because i'm so just down on poisoning right now i have master poisoner i just i'm so upset you're just disappointed i'm just disappointed it's like it's it's i just i think it's not as bad as we're giving, making it out to be but i just think it's so much worse than i thought it was going to be right there's just no like other option. I just it just bothers me. Um, there's that one. Um, I also said uh, Euphoric Dust, which was kind of this annoying uh, poison card where you get. Listen to this. It's choose one enemy fighter adjacent to one or more friendly fighters. So you have to walk up to this damn thing, mm-hmm. and it's minus minus one defense from from that enemy fighter until the next power step. Right. Which is like what an activation and a half to yeah. a minimum of one. Yeah, can't Which even means make it that zero. you can't even you can't even make it zero. You can't even use it on most things. Yeah, just disgusting. I'm so disgusted by that. Even if you were planning on using poisons, don't use euphoric. Right, dust. that's what I'm saying it's about the poisons. Right, like they're all kind of like suboptimal cards. Some However, really, if there yeah. was something that tied them all, to, if there was an objective that really tied them all together, yeah, it would be nice. What was the other one I didn't like? It was uh, honest, honest scrap, scrap is a ploy that says players cannot re-roll dice until the end of the next activation. I mean, are you banking on that yeah, happening? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, how many are you like planning on playing against warbands that re-roll their dice all the time, and you're gonna like know when to play it when they're gonna attack? It also doesn't work on you. And you, well, yeah, it blocks you from like if you have, yeah, your exactly. Own not stuff. The, yeah, not like that if you, you had yeah. re-rolling defense or whatever. That's a that's a ploy slot you're gonna yeah you're gonna give it nah it's crap stupid card honest crap that's what they should honest have called it honest crap yeah yes get rid of the s yeah <laughs> you know what that's that's the episode it ain't much but it honest crap <laughs> who do you, who do you want to give it to honest crap honest crap let's call it, let's give it to honest crap just because I want to say honest crap five more crap. times honest crap okay next. Uh, the aggressive defense award goes to the most confusing card, mm-hmm. um, which is just like the the card that's going to need an FAQ or the one that just has a let's, lot let's of. Let's go over like, all, all three of these just for okay. fun. Okay. So, um, so th- uh, the first one we have is punch drunk. Punch drunk. Punch drunk. I'll read it. Wait, I'll am read I in the wrong one? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. yeah I, I got it. So this is a ploy, and it says, "Reaction: Play this during a friendly fighter's range one or two attack action that succeeds." Before the drive-back step, instead of driving the target back, scatter three from the target's hex and I'm push sorry. them along the chain. Yeah, I said scatter. So I'm, you I, I, I'm yeah. already... No, I'm out. Yeah. So I'm put, out. scatter three from the target's hex and push them along the chain to the end hex. You cannot push them into a blocked or occupied hex. The target cannot be trapped. Okay, there's just so much stuff going on here. And honestly, there... The... Sometimes when GW writes these, they don't think about the syntax of things, you know, like the order that the stuff comes in. Shouldn't the I, the the thing about the target not being trapped be at the beginning of this? Like, you can't even do this if the target is trapped. So, like, if the target's not trapped, you can do this, right? Well, if they're I, trapped, I just, you wouldn't I, be able to move them. Anyway, but, yeah. but the, well, you would actually because you could you can untru- you can move them away from the wall, I suppose. But the but the idea that the the target cannot be trapped, like when when you throw it at the end, it makes it sound like it can't end up trapped, 
which is not what it's trying to say. It's saying oh, that the, okay. the, the, the fighter can't be trapped to begin with, which is really not well written. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be playing this card. I'm excited anyway, so about this matters. card because now I finally really? get to kind of drive back Gartok, even though he can't be driven back. Yes, can, that is true. Yeah, if you, you want to drive him. back Gartok, you can punch drunk him. That's true. Yeah. And, it's, so, and the, the so, other thing that's weird about it is that it's a scatter, so like... Right. Well, hold on, hold on. They... Before we move on, though, I have to just say that they're going to have to change the FAQ now because in the entry that says, can you drive back Gartok, the answer is no, but you can punch drugs, can... move guess. him away with the scatter thing. I, I just feel like I feel no, like he's owed that. Change that. That's, that's... I feel like he's owed that. No. I feel like I'm owed that. I... After all that crap. We don't all right, anyways. Any... We don't owe you anything. Yeah, boy. All right. Anyway, so Punch Drunk is there's there's a lot going on there. Um, next uh, next nominee, uh, Absoth's Auto Immolation, which is confusing enough just to say. Yeah. Um, and here we go. It's also a lost page. Mm-hmm. I don't like this as a lost page. I don't think this is one of the lost pages you use because mm-hmm. the point of doing the lost page. Thing, I mean, maybe as a deterrent for killing the lost page caddy. But I don't like because the point of the lost you page is not. You still got to kill the lost page. You Cali. still have to kill the lost page, Cali, Caddy. So you're no going to take the damage, the possible damage. Anyway, so it says this: lost page, spell reaction. You only get one chance at this. It's not like Yara's instant shield, mm-hmm. where you get to do it every time you get attacked, because mm-hmm. uh, it's only the one where it's going to kill you. Mm-hmm. Spell reaction. Got to be a focus. Mm. Use the single focus. Use this during an enemy fighter's range one attack action that deals enough damage to take this fighter out of action. After the damage step, if cast, roll the number of attack dice equal to this fighter's wounds characteristic. I feel like I'm just spouting crap right now. <laughs> Deal one damage to their attacker for each hammer or crit. So, if your lost page caddy has this on them and they die bef- before, before they they're die. about to die, yeah. you have a chance to roll a focus, which doesn't always happen. Yeah. If you do happen to roll a focus or the equivalent, uh, like with a crit, um, if cast, roll, roll, roll four or five dice, four or five, four or five dice or whatever the wounds characteristic is at the time, and you deal one damage for each crit or hit. Now, I, I'm not saying you can't deal a good amount of damage this way, and maybe it will act as a deterrent. No, I guess. But you still, if you have a guy with lost pages, I mean, you're going to try to get him out of there anyway. I, I, I roll the dice on that. But but also, it's just a lot of stuff happening. There's a, a lot, lot of, of windows lot of and reactions. And, yeesh. There's a lot of dice you have yeesh. to roll just for this one card. I know. Plus, even, it's a lost page on top of that. And you got to count off. how many wounds you get. Yeah, what even is a lost really, page, you know? I don't I, I, even know. Nobody Whatever. really messes with it. All right. Now, the last one favorite. that was this is this, this is, is your favorite. Well, this is this, this, this definitely the wins the aggressive defense award. I think. Okay, aggressive defense award winner. Vortex Stone, oh, and man. it's an upgrade, and it says reaction after this fighter's activation, choose an enemy fighter within three hexes and push the chosen fighter up to two hexes. This push must be must bring the chosen fighter closer to the this fighter each time the chosen fighter leaves a hex. Then discard this card. See, this bothers me because it says each time the chosen fighter leaves a hex, which I which I, I know means like every time you move it from hex to hex, each push. Yeah. But it sounds like you can do it multiple times, but then it says to discard the card. Yep. 
So I can see people not reading that right and going like, "What? Wait, what do you do with this?" Because the first time I read this, I was like, "I don't understand." What's wait? Yeah, do, yeah. do you do it multiple I had to read times this three or, or four times? Time? So, yeah. Right. So so basically, what you're doing is is you can drag if you're. Uh, sorry, hold on. I we'll be really specific. You, you put you put this upgrade on a guy, then you you do your action, whatever it is. What's and then wrong with great strength? Yeah, plus yeah, well, one yeah. damage. <laughs> Done. How come kids That's aren't named plus one Joe damage. anymore? Come on. Oh, God. So after what you have to do is you have activation. to put this on the guy, and then you have to do yeah. your action, and then after you do your activation, then you can uh, center of attention Drag a the guy, guy closer to you. Right, exactly. From three okay. from three away. You, if they're three away, you push them two towards you. You drag them through a... Uh... Through a, a lethal hack. Yeah, they like gotta that? be. Well, they gotta. It's gotta. You gotta set that up. But I think that, you know, Prothgorn does it so that well, when it gets this killed, is a they, card. they inspire. It's a bush, bush, oh, it's a bushwhacker. Card. Card. Yeah. So you mm-hmm. you you put the vortex stone on bushwhacker, and then you run forward, drop the trap, vortex and the guy in. in the trap. Yep. yep. Gotcha. You put the trap gotcha. on a lethal hex, then you vortex the guy into the lethal hex and the trap. <clears throat> blow them up but you can only do it once yep it's kind of a and silly only card. if bushwhack is alive yeah and he has to have his trap ready to go and right and Kate it's an upgrade it yeah yeah i would rather just play center of attention i, th- I think rather than this stupid yeah thing. maybe or just distraction yeah whatever all right so so we're saying vortex stone gets the uh the the uh aggressive I think, defense i award. think so all right cool all right, so so that's uh so that's all the upgrades. Sorry, that's all the universals from the two new expansions. Go and pre-order them today if you're hearing this on the same day that we recorded it, no, which no, is not no. going to happen. Well, Go Saturday, pre-order them. Saturday the fifteenth is the pre-order day. And yeah, then okay. They come out and next that's week, today. I guess. Okay, cool. All right, so um, there we go. I think I think we did it. So let's yep. let's go to keys to salvation. Um, Randall. Mm-hmm. I gotta tell you something. I've been doing a lot of painting. You've lately. been doing a lot of painting. You've seen all my painting. Going, I'm very. You're, you're you're going through the back catalog of back to season one. I I have finally finished all of season one. If you consider my Reavers uh, painted, because because uh, um, because I had my my five year old when he was five, he did it. Uh-huh. So I call that painted. Like that's the style. My kid did a crappy. Reavers, and by the way, then proceeded to break Targor's uh, uh, ponytail off and snap off his uh, dagger. Yep. So typical, typical Targor. Toast. Uh, yeah, but I mean, he's yeah, he's dead all the time anyway. Yeah. Um, and I also did all of the Night Vault, so that's completely done, mm-hmm. um, which is really great. I even did uh, two you... of the Beast Rave ones. I got my uh, my Masters of the Universe uh, Hrothgorn. Yep. With, uh, with Battle Cat and uh, and three or uh, Orcos, mm-hmm. uh, well, four technically, because Luggan and Thwack are right, sitting on top right, of each other. Right, right, right. Um, and then I got my uh, I got my 1996 champion Chicago Bulls Grass Racks to Spoilers. Yep. Which I'm, I don't think it's my best work, but I think it's my best idea. Probably. No, the kiss is kiss is the best idea, but this one kiss works. Like yeah, this works. one's close. Yeah, the kiss works is pretty good. Um. Okay. Um, but but you went I back in the, time. We sent. I you went back, back in the time because I, I I have never put my sepulchral guard on the table. Yeah, I put them together a long time ago. Used the cards. 
never put them on the table. Mm -hmm. But I feel as though my best and actually my quickest um, uh, turnaround for from from starting to from even just uh, just uh, priming them to when they were done was definitely the guard. And on top of that, I feel like it's the best like work I've done. Now, what was the um, theme you chose for painting so, your sepulchral guard? One of the reason why I never like did it. One of the reasons why I never did it was because uh, I didn't know I didn't know what stupid thing to paint them as. Right. And uh, it it finally, a stupid theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't just do the lore. I'm not doing the lore. I don't know the lore. I don't mm -hmm, care. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm completely irreverent. So, um, so for me, I was like, you know what? They kind of look like, um, you know, the Terminators in the future when they don't have the you know Arnold Schwarzenegger all over them. Where they're just like the skeletons, so I decided to make them all T naked T eight hundreds, and and it really worked out great. I, I and so I just want to talk about a couple of things that I did from from a guy who doesn't think he's very good at, at painting, but was very happy with the way that one of them came out. Um, one was what did you use uh, for the what did you use for yeah. the metal the me the metal the metal yeah uh, the metallic I think it was uh, I think it was just lead belcher. Okay. And then with um with uh what's the lighter one? There's like a lighter silver. uh, silvery metallic. What's that? Stormhost silver. No. Okay, whatever. Anyway, Even lighter. So one. Anyway, no. It's one of the lighter ones. Is the lightest one. Then it's one of the medium ones. Okay. It was lead belcher, and then I can't remember the name. Whatever. So I did. So I did that, but I also um I overused the null oil. Yeah, in the in the ribs, so that they would be really dark. Okay, like really, really dark and really set in. So uh, it was just like really, just a ton, a ton, a ton of uh, of null oil in in the ribs. Right. So that was one thing, and it, and it, it really got a very big contrast between the inside of the uh, of the the Terminator and the and the outside. So that was one thing that I did. But the the glowy eyes came out so good. And I got to thank uh, Trace Hyde from Battle Mallet because I sent him an email and uh, not an email. I sent him like a DM and I was like, how do you do this? And he's like, oh, I got you. And this is what he said. It came out great. Okay. So the first thing you got to do if you're going to do the glowy eyes, and I did red glowy eyes. Um, I'm sure if you want different colors, you would just use different shades. Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing that I did is I stuffed all of their eye sockets with uh, with liquid green stuff. Right, and it's important to do that for the glowy eyes technique because the sepulchral guard have, like, no eye socket. They have no eyes. It's just an empty right. eye socket. So you wouldn't... And, and they're deep. Right, so you wouldn't be able to get the... It would just look like there was, like, red paint on the inside of a skull instead of, like, a glowy red eye. Right. So you have um, to fill in the eye socket. I did. In order to get the, and, the, the texture to paint on there. And the other thing is that I had to do it before I put anything else on it. Like, right. it, it's kind of like the first thing that you do. So you did that, um, like, before you did, painted any other part of the I the think model. I did it right after they were primed. Right. Just so that they were ready. Yep. Um, okay, so then the next thing that I did was that I had all of these, um, all of these colors ready to go. Um, ranging from, I had a white and I, I haven't been using any of the, the Citadel whites because the Citadel whites, I don't really like, I was using like a game color white. Okay. Uh, the one that you, the, the one that you showed me Yep. that I have. So that's the one that I did. And then I had um, just a series of reds to oranges uh, ready to go. Um, I think I used, I probably used uh Mephiston and, and Wakazda and what, and one of the, um, 
Troll Slayer Orange yep, or something yep. like that. And then what I did was, is that, um, and this is all what Trace said, so big up to Trace. Um, I did white over the entire eyeball and just let that, uh, and let that dry. Uh, then I did uh, a red over all the eyeballs and then concentric circles going to the center. Um, getting lighter and lighter and lighter shades until I put so so it was like uh, I put red on the whole white on the whole thing, red on the whole thing, a little bit smaller, a lighter red, a little bit smaller, a red with a little bit of orange in it, a little bit smaller to orange, and then a little bit smaller to like orange with white in it, and then bullseye in the middle, touch of white. And when I did that, they just came out so good i was surprised at how good they came out so so the the technique like from a person who's not like expert at this at all um and uh, they still look great and right. i'm just well, really you happy said, I, you, you said to yourself i want to make glowy eyes and it actually worked I just, which is and I a, just lot, did it. a lot of a lot of hobbyists struggle with that a lot of them want the glowy oh, yeah. eyes it's always a that's a good point a, a, a struggle to get that effect well, you know, Sam Len said to us, you know, yeah, but I mean, Sam Len said to us, you know, try it, you know, like if you don't like it, you can just paint over and try again. Yeah. Well, and do something else. The thing that's the thing that Sam Len, one important hobby tip that Sam Lenz gave you is in in the other episode was, you know, you're you're going to get better every time you fail. Yeah. You know, so like the 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 first time you do it looks like crap. The twentieth time you do it, it looks awesome. Yep. Yep. It looks better every time you fail and try again. Stick with it. Don't shy away from difficult ideas. You know, talk to people who know better. Yep. You know. Uh, yeah. Get advice. And, but yeah, a lot of people will give you free advice. No problem. Sometimes when you don't even want it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. Well, that's how passionate doodle everyone doodle is. Yeah, in this I would do like that. Yeah. That. That's, that's. Yeah. People will definitely tell you what they think about stuff in this community. That's great. Uh, which is totally what we're they're doing not hecklers right they're just they're just passionate exactly yeah, yeah comes off heckly but it's really <laughs> just passion they really just love it and they love connecting with you and mm-hmm. just that's great so that's my that's my tip if you want glowy eyes first of all just commit to it and also that's one way to do it yep okay did we do it yep i think we did it Oh, uh, man, it's good to be back. I feel all stretched out. We're back. Vocal cords, yeah, I'm ready to go. We, we're I'm back. Go. We, have the new, we have the new expansions finally, and we have a direction of the game going forward up until December, and then we'll see what happens. So I'm glad yeah, we, we, we got this. topics uh, for our next two episodes. This yeah. is great. Yep. All right. Yeah, all right, so everybody. The, yeah, so we are, we are going to, in the next two episodes, we are going to cover Morgwee's Blade Coven and Morgox Crushes separately with guests. In the opposite order fine or maybe i don't know whatever are we planning this now live on air hold on let me get it let me get out my the the order is not it's not a case sensitive order it's just we are going to do Uh, both of those in separate episodes with guests i'll get my calendar out let's just do it right now now okay um so so yeah so we're ready for that and um just to remind everybody go on uh go on the podcast uh, app go on podbean however it is that you're seeing this uh you know leave a rating leave uh you know subscribe of course um say hi play us on vassal do something come on guys let's go let's keep this game going so good 
and there's so much stuff coming up. Um, yeah. So yeah. So thanks for listening. And uh, I'm Max Bernstein. I'm Randall Slate. And we'll see you all next time.